With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I need your help moving this old Miss Pac-Man machine I just bought. Why are you so obsessed with that game? Because it's the sexiest video game ever. She's insatiable, Rosa. Insatiable. 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 And my pants are off. What is going on? <laughs> I would totally be like a free-range flamingo master. Broadcasting live from the internet, it's Tuesday night, and this is the Panels on Pages.com podcast. With your host, Lee Rodriguez. Ooh, look, I switched the head around. Eat a dick. Jason Nye. Does Nick Fury look like a bitch? Then why are you trying to fuck him, Brad? And Jose Guzman. Don't tickle me. You won't <laughs> like me if you tickle me. I'm going to blank you so blank down there. I'm just going to leave on the mess where I'm yeah. done. <laughs> Check it out. Pee-pee in my mouth. So strap in and shut up. We've got a show to do. Oh, what's going on, folks? Today is Tuesday, May 19th, 2015. And this is episode number 103 of the Panels on Pages.com podcast. Flagship title of your podcast network, PCN.PanelsOnPages.com. As we head towards the, the march to towards podcast number 300, which is closer than you might think. <laughs> <laughs> Looking that over today, so we got like, like what, seven weeks? I think 109 will be the, the 300th episode. It's oh, crazy town. shit. I don't know, man. It's a long fucking time, you guys. So it's, it's a lot of podcasting. Uh, I'm your host, the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez. And joining me tonight, we got Mr. Jason Nyes. Only a weirdo owns a loom. Only a psychopath names their loom. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and uh, Kelly Harris. I made a really good Macklemore joke today, and like no one but Nyes cared. No, no, no. I cared. No, no. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. What, what was said Ma- Macklemore joke? Uh, shit. Now I need to remember. <laughs> shit. Fuck Twitter. App load faster. <laughs> Where? God damn it. How do you find your favorites on Twitter? I got it. I got it. I, I, I lolled. I legit lolled. <laughs> from, the near, from the near future. I've only got $20 in my pocket, and I'm going to help you stretch it. This is Eating More with Macklemore. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a Rachel Ray show. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, in other uh, Kelly is the greatest tweeter alive news, uh, Kelly says, uh, yesterday, May 18th, he says, I stopped watching Game of Thrones after the first season, and you didn't <laughs> see me writing any think pieces about it. See, and I was suppressing my shittiness. Thank you for not having me. <laughs> well, it was, go- it was either that or it was going to be, hey, all you guys realize that show is trash too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Lee says he's uh, suppressing his shittiness. Okay. Yeah. Every man has his limits, okay? He's <laughs> <laughs> got no limits. Uh, nice little retweet from Lee today. I, I really enjoyed. I, was, I, d- I saw that too. <laughs> I was suppressing my shittiness until 
the point was proven that I was thinking all along. (laughs) (laughs) Until, you know, fucking the snake began to eat its own tail that I couldn't hold it any longer. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, if you you say you're not going to talk about Game of Thrones anymore, then, like, stop fucking talking about Game of Thrones already. Yeah, for like two days, all you've been doing is talking about Game of Thrones. Anyway. I watched that scene. It ain't so bad. <laughs> you know, like, I, w- I got caught up on Game of Thrones. I've been, I was behind, but we, uh, stuff's ending, you know, shows are ending, so we kind of got time to go through the backlog, so I watched, like, mm, three or four Game of Thrones in the past few days, which oh, is... That sounds terrible. Some bleak shit. Like, it's... <laughs> Game of Thrones is not an uplifting and jolly ex- experience uh, at, the, at the television. It's, it's 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 not a fun time. Like, and that's the thing. It's not a fun time. Like, you know, when Sansa showed up at her ancestral home of Winterfell, which had been taken over by the man that had systematically murdered her father, mother, most of her army, and then she was betrothed to the son of the man that ordered said execution. And this is a man who, a couple seasons ago, uh, tortured castrated i think he even fed this guy his own dick <laughs> to the point to where like he's so broken that he no longer recognizes his original name like this guy theon only calls himself reet now because that's what this guy did he broke him and made him another person that's what kind of a monster he is oh so the dude that was blubbering by the door ate his own dick yeah that's cool yeah it's fucking <laughs> great but, like point being when they betrothed her to this guy i'm like oh this is only gonna end badly like there's no happy end to this story. Like, um, it was just a matter of like every time the two of them are on screen together, I'm like, is this gonna be the part? Is this gonna be the thing? To the point that when it would happen, like as awful as it was, I'm like, it's about right. It's about right <laughs> because that's 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 the terrible fucking world these people live in. <laughs> it's terrible. You know what I'd be thinking if I saw I'd rather live thing. in Detroit than Westeros. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd pick RoboCop Town over that. And and, and Detroit is terrible. <laughs> Because, again, you might get to meet RoboCop yeah, here in Detroit. Yeah, exactly. There, I mean, you no, might... no petitions to be able to statue a RoboCop there. <laughs> I feel like watching that scene, for me, would just be me asking, who the fuck are all these people? And I'd be <laughs> saying that even if I had watched every episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I just think it's weird that uh, he kind of... Not to, not to give too much away, but he kind of rips open the back of her dress... And then they pan over to dude who ate his own dick as you start hearing moans from off screen. And then they cut to the I want to buy the world a Coke commercial. That was weird, I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Odd choice, Game of Thrones. George R.R. Martin, you're a a weirdo. Awan said they, they they mailed the dick to his dad. Oh, and his dad ate it. Did they make yeah, his dad eat it? Like, like, did they put in the letter, like, hey, you have to eat this? I seem to remember he was being fed. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, this is, it's honestly, there's so much terrible shit to happen about this. fed someone else's straight. dick. Who knows? It's, 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 it's truly terrible. It's, it's an awful, awful thing. Boy, love, it appears we got a penis in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another point during uh, the episode. Uh, Tyrion, uh, you know, Peter Dinklage's character, and some knight whose name I never remember because all the names are fucking weird. Fucking Littlefinger, uh, right? Littlefinger? No, Littlefinger's doing <laughs> other shit. But uh, they, they get set upon by slavers. And uh, one of the slavers, like the lead slaver, is um, Adewale, guy who played Adebisi. Yes! Love that, yes, love Killer that fucking Croc. Guy. Killer Croc. Killer Croc. Yeah, he's fucking great. And he, um, 
he's like, you know, take the guy, you know, save the guy, and he goes, <laughs> kill the dwarf, but cut off his cock. <laughs> Everyone knows dwarf cock gives you magical powers. <laughs> it's true. Everyone knows that shit. Oh, man. Uh, I think we were watching, you know, Storage Wars, right? I'm familiar with Storage yeah. Wars. Okay, I can't st- wait to see how this ties in with what we're talking about. Storage Wars. They found a bucket of dicks in the corner. <laughs> right? Storage. Like a of dwarf dicks. Storage Wars has a couple spinoffs. Got it for 12 bucks. <laughs> Storage Wars has a couple spinoffs. One of them is called Buried Treasure about this guy named Barry. And Yeah, we they were, will spin the shit out of a show, man. We were watching this episode, and he goes to this uh, little person bar, and he meets like the owner of the bar, who looks like a regular stumpy-ass midget, and then this... Chick midget, who hottest chick midget I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> besides her arms being just a tiny bit short in comparison, she was just a shrunk hot woman. And I thought it was interesting. Like, she didn't have like midget head or you know midget walk or midget legs or like a midget donk or anything like that. Her arms were just a tiny little bit short, and she was shrunk. It's like they put her in the wash. And and the dryer, and you know she shrunk a little bit. In the chat, Juan says, "I need to find this episode, Midgets Rock." (laughs) (laughs) Hottest damn midget I ever seen. See what else you got? Uh, See, I caught up with uh, Arrow and everything, and Shield and everything, but tonight's Flash. Uh, Good, good shit. Saw the the damn the preview for that Legends of Tomorrow show, and son of a bitch, it looks fun. (laughs) Like that looks like a lot of fun. It looks. I still haven't watched it because I don't want to risk any uh, flash spoilers because I'm seven episodes behind Ooh. now. Yeah, don't watch it. There's a there's a yeah. You know, don't do that. Yeah, because there's a few characters in that Legends of Tomorrow that are still like haven't debuted in Flash or might be dead in Flash or something like that. Yeah, there's definitely some some stuff going on. That's yeah. There's some things happening there that are maybe vaguely spoilery. I will keep away then. Yeah. But like, man, like, looks like fun. Like those cats fucking running around through time and shit. Come on, that's fun. Yeah, and it's, it's like we're not heroes. We're fucking legends because we got a bunch of villains with us. And we just need their help. And some of you motherfuckers are gonna die. Yeah, that's rad as shit. Like I, I'm all about that. And I mean, more than anything, I'm just happy to see like Brandon Routh get like you know a more regular gig. He's yeah. been on probably what like half the episodes of Arrow this season. Like a lot, you know. But he's great as Ray Palmer, and I always felt that guy. The universe, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Universe and Brian Singer. Yeah. He should have been a good Superman. Like, he should be a guy that we all look at. Like, oh, that's Superman. Not the, oh, that's the guy that fucked up Superman. Because yeah, that's like, what a lot of people think he is. You play <laughs> Superman, you just you deserve to be incredibly famous and rich. Like, it's just it's a small club. You know, like... It's one of those things, man. You, you got you, he he's he gets to be the guy that was in the shittiest Superman movie until next year. Like, yep. take Brandon Routh's Superman and put him in Man of Steel, and I think that improves Man of Steel for a lot of people that said it was too depressing. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, he's great. He's all he's awesome on Arrow, and you know the couple episodes of Flash he's been on. Like, he's really really good. So good good for fucking that guy. Uh, see what uh, Shield ended pretty cool. Not bad. Fun stuff happened in there. Still not as good as you know. I don't know most other things, and especially <laughs> fucking Daredevil. 
it w- the ending uh the the big end of it was they kind of finally came out and revealed that big villain and actually showed him on screen or was there more to the ending what for shield just for the show in general you know i i kind of skimmed over uh, an episode recap of it just to see what people were kind of losing their shit off about i mean the only thing that was that was worthy of losing one shit like the 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 I don't know the the pacing and the plotting of the last few episodes, as far as like the Inhumans and the Inhuman leader shit, kind of fucking over Sky and Shield, is actually pretty good. And then they they did show, um, what's his nuts from Twin Peaks, like Mister Hideout, yeah, for a little bit, and yeah, that, that looked that's what I was referencing. Pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> But it was just him with like this like fucking like Frankenstein forehead glued onto his face. Uh. <laughs> but you know you're not gonna see him or whatever. But like it's it's it looked pretty bad. He had like like this weird like brow thing on his forehead and like black eyes. It's it's, it's really weird. Huh. Uh. But but he had some great scenes, man. Like he had some really good bits, and like uh, he got a satisfying. Uh, ending too, like it's. I, I dug it. It's fun. It's you know I'm, I'm coming back for it, especially since how speculation has it they might they may tie in a little bit more in the next season. What with uh, uh, the the caterpillars and shit like that going into like a secret warrior type thing for civil war. So we'll see. Uh, we'll the, see what the they caterpillar, do. Caterpillar uh, that was like from the pilot, right? They had the caterpillar. Was controlling? Uh, no, no, they're doing like um, they he like he handed her uh, Coulson handed, uh, you know Daisy Johnson, Sky Quake, whatever the fuck you want to call her, like a folder with the caterpillars in it, and like the index is something they've mentioned before, but this is the first time they actually said, you know, hey, these are our caterpillar files. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I saw people losing their shit about That's that. That's pretty cool. Pretty damn rad. Uh, let's see, and then. Let's see what else. Uh, I got my fucking masterpiece transformers in. God damn, they're so good. Those, I saw your group posing. That looked sexy as hell. Those big black boxes showed up from Japan. So excited about it. Because those, those masterpiece boxes, dude. They're, they're, you know, there's no windows on them. They're very minimalist. I don't have enough of them in my life, but they're really goddamn expensive. So I can't have that many more. <laughs> what yeah, the, your... the the group was <laughs> it was tough to pull off. I had to find somewhere that was big enough. That could support the weight because they were on like a floating shelf on the wall before, and it's fine. Like there's never been any indication that that shelf wasn't going to work out. But the Ultra Magnus and the Star Saber are big. They're big and they're fucking heavy. Like he's got the Ultra Magnus has big ass diecast feet. And there's you know, big diecast portions in both of them actually. So like I said, the box from UP from FedEx weighed about nine pounds, and there's <laughs> no way in hell that shelf hold up another nine pounds of Transformers on it. And if that shelf breaks, so does my heart. <laughs> so they're on top of this nice, secure bookcase. <laughs> so it's all going to be okay. But yeah, the, the transformation on the Ultra Magnus especially is fucking crazy. Like, it's one piece that collapses out to reveal the, you know, the truck, the, the semi-truck pulling the car carry behind it. Like, nothing has to come apart. Like, it's not like, you know, you pull the cab out. No, no, no. It's all there. All one unit like it's fucking incredible like i'm really intrigued to see how much of that engineering and that scheme they uh brought over for the 
leader class figure when it comes out next month. Because I don't, you know, if it was me, I'd say I would do a lot of it because it's really fucking good. And the Star Saber works, you know, almost just like the Japanese figure did from the 80s, or I guess it was maybe early 90s, I guess. But it's just, it's, it's great. It looks like it, they pull out of the cartoon. It's insane. Lee. Really, really good. Lee. Yeah. Will, will you put down your robots and cuddle with me? That happened. <laughs> that, that did happen. <laughs> That's a thing that happened. I had I brought that. I was fiddling like I tend to do. I don't I don't buy this shit to not fiddle with it. Right, okay? right. Oh yeah, you gotta. That's why I fiddle with it. So you don't just like put it, leave it in its box, and put it on the wall like some asshole. Nah, you fiddle with it. So I, I had I brought down the masterpiece uh, Star Scream and the uh, leader Jetfire from last year because they're pretty similar robot sizes. I wonder how big how how do the jet stack up? That and that Star that, that Star Scream's a lot of fun to to, to tinker around with, and it's been a while, and you know. Nicole's looking at me. You know, it's not like she's looking at me for a long time. Let me just make that clear. Like, she led with shittiness, okay? Like, <laughs> she led with mild assholery. She just goes, So, uh, you want to fucking put down the robots and cuddle with me? And I said, I'm sorry. And she says, uh, I'm sorry. You mean to tell me you're not going to? And I go, No, 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 no. I'm sorry that you. Unlike 99% of the people that you know have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I will put down the robots and cuddle with you on the couch. <laughs> but they're really cool fucking robots. Uh, see, uh, last thing really we're talking about, went back to the gym yesterday. Got some training in. We're doing leg drags, which is fun. And fucking this rad move where you go from a leg drag to like this crazy side control thing. And it's fucking Triangle City. Which triangles are a hard thing to pull off for a big guy, but this is a really fucking solid transitional move. Really great. So we drilled for about an hour, well, forty-five minutes. So we and we typically drill for about forty-five minutes to an hour, and then we'll roll for an hour. You know, an hour of jujitsu sparring is no bullshit. Like it's it's tough. It's real tough. But you know, when I'm in shape and I'm going for a while, I can do it. It's really not a big deal. But I haven't gone about a week and a half. I was out all last week, and then the Wednesday before, it just shit kind of kept coming up. So I knew going into it, that's normally the case. I normally can't go as long, so, but I'm smart enough now to know that. I recognize that, so I'm not going to push myself. It's going to be fine. So, you know, I kind of called it quits relatively early. About a half hour, maybe a half hour. Not bad, you know. So basically it worked out for an hour and a half, essentially. 30 minutes of hardcore, intense shit. That's fine. Cool. And I sit down and kind of just wait for the class to roll out and I make a pack with myself, Mike. We're fine. We did great, man. You did, you know what, self? You did awesome. You came in shit out, performed well, and you didn't throw up tonight. We're not going to throw up tonight. It's fine. You did it. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and then time goes on, and everything's fine, and I start cooling down, and I just feel worse and progressively worse <laughs> and worse. And I, I got my bags, and I'm walking out the door. I get to the door, and I said, uh-uh. I ran back inside, dropped my bag, went to the back. There's two bathrooms. One of them is out of order. We have one bathroom. And one of the, there's a <laughs> woman in there at the time, and she's just, like, getting cleaned up. The door's open. She's just, you know, washing up, you know, fucking, you know, her hair is a mess or something like that because, you know, she's getting ready. And she's like, oh, you need the bathroom? I go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, oh, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Won't be able to, yep, we're fine, yep, yep. 
she walks she walks out makes it two steps out and i i can't even get to the door to close it before i let loose this awful spray of just water <laughs> and like a mostly digested protein brownie from 3 hours prior it's just like brown water like hoses out of my fucking face and sprays like <laughs> It was basically like Triple H's entrance where he sprays the water for about seven seconds straight. <laughs> and it gets everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking toilet is plastered in this, this runny, watery sheen. Close the door. <laughs> we get, you know, three more solid heaves in. Two of them just dry as fuck. And then I spent about 10 minutes cleaning the bathroom like responsible adults. <laughs> And I walk out, and there she is. She goes, you uh, you okay, buddy? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm good. She says, you need to, you need to hang out? You're going to be okay? I go, no, 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 really, I'm fine now. Like, that's the, the demon's out of me. I'm going to be fine. It's just sometimes you lose the fight. <laughs> and that's the way that shit goes. Yeah, it was not a, it was not fun. It was pretty cool up until that point. It was bad times. And then that? I tell Nicole, and she judges me very harshly. Because Nicole <laughs> hates it when I vomit. I'm not sure why. That <laughs> reminds me of a time I really fucked up a bathroom like that myself. I was. It was uh, for my birthday last year. We went to... Uh, we were going to go to a bar for a party. I had a bunch of friends going next, going there. And next door is a restaurant that I like. So we went there with for dinner. And beforehand, we had seen a movie. We had seen RoboCop and... That was a shitty choice. Yeah, I almost threw up watching RoboCop too. Yeah, but something that I'd eaten like got me bad. So I went to the bathroom while we were gonna while we were eating, and I just shit everything out, just so bad. And you know, I try and flush the toilet, and like nothing happens, just nothing. So I flush it again, and the water starts coming up. Nothing's going down. <laughs> in there. Oh. So I'm like, oh no. And there's no like plunger in there, so I I have to leave it. It really is absurd that like like what are they afraid is gonna happen if you fucking put a toilet in a bathroom? Like like you, you want that, right? Yeah. But n- now it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> because whatever had gotten to me also had given me like heartburn. And then, so, I'd eaten a bunch of Tums. And, for whatever reason, I had to go throw up now. <laughs> and so, there's just the lone toilet. So, I go back in there. Oh, no! <laughs> no! And just throw up pink Tums vomit <laughs> on top of all the shit. <laughs> in there. Oh, God! <laughs> so, that's just, it's just shitty pink vomit and i walk out of there just as like a (laughs) a janitor is going to walk in (laughs) so i quickly leave and tell the people i'm with i'm like hey we need to like let's oh man i bet people are gonna be at the bar we should like pay and just leave right (laughs) so and they're like oh yeah sure and we get the fuck out of there (laughs) oh god because it's not because like you think that the janitor's going to come out of the bathroom like, you motherfucker, that guy right there, shit, clocked the toilet and then puked on it and left it. You just don't want to make eye contact with them again. Exactly. 
And you, but honestly, if it's that terrible, you never know. You might get some guy running out calling you a mother. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, I found that hot midget. Uh, her name is Amanda Roy, and apparently she is a fitness model as well. And she's yeah, at like she a bodybuilding competition with a bunch of normal sized women, and then bloop, midget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she could probably kick my ass. She's like. Her legs are super slender and non-midgety, and her torso is, you know, in scale. It's just her arms are just a little weird and midgety. Not much. It's interesting. Yeah, she just looks like a shrinky dang. <laughs> God bless her. What else you got going on, Kelly, besides running toilets three, two years ago? <laughs> I've had a good couple of days. Good. Uh, Friday night was the Ring of Honor slash New Japan crossover pay-per-view. That was a good show. Oh, that's cool. Saturday night, uh, my lady friend Jordan spent the night. That was nice. Sunday was the Mad Men finale, which I was happy with. It was a good wrapping up for the series. Which I don't understand why Pete raped Don Draper in the end. That was just weird. (laughs) (laughs) It's just... It wasn't in the books, let me tell you that. So... They're just they're just trying to get ratings. <laughs> and then last night I saw Mad Max, and that shit oh we didn't even talk amazing. about Mad Max shit I forgot yeah fucking Mad Max is might be my new favorite movie. Yeah, g- my brother and I went to see it uh, Saturday, late Saturday night, and like I'll say just what I said on Twitter like I don't know what the fuck's going on through half of it, <laughs> like. Really, truly, because they just drop you into the middle of some crazy shit. Oh yeah, and it's crazy shit the whole movie. Yeah, we're like we're not gonna waste time <laughs> setting up our world and like you know hitting you up with some exposition. We got no time for that bullshit. We got a two and a half hour car chase to get to. Yeah, no time it's for your fucking, fucking world building. Fuck that noise. And it's just I love the weird little things that they'll drop in there and then never revisit. Because why the fuck should you when you have all this other stuff to do? And there's just never a moment that's not just completely insane. There's yeah. never just like, oh, this is the normal bit of the movie. Yeah, even when, like, you know, there are a couple of moments where they're not in the car going crazy and ape shit. Like, you know, there are a couple of scenes where they're standing around or whatever. And even then, and those, at the very least, they're extremely visually interesting. Yeah. Like, there's always something fucking nuts on screen. And just it, you know, I was talking to Goat about it, and just it's like, it looks like it just should have been the most impossible fucking movie in the world to make. Yeah, I'd want to know how they made that movie. And from what I've heard, they pretty much just made it up on the fly. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> Sounds like a Michael Bay movie. But, like, they built all this amazing shit, like... yeah. They built all this really cool shit. You know there's some CG in there, but if they built and then subsequently blowed up <laughs> so much cool shit. And like there's always something interesting happening and like no nobody like the most the least visually interesting person in the fucking movie is Mad Max. Yeah. He's pretty much a side character in his own movie. Yeah. But the thing is, like, the movie is nothing but a whole bunch of like, you know, what? I guess what? Maybe Furiosa and then I would say probably Nux. Yeah, they're like the two main characters. Yeah, like, 
But you know, I don't. You don't really you know. Even when the movie's over, I don't know a lot about what the fuck's going on with, like you know, what is this culture with like the fucking war boys and like why are they dying? Like, like and then, uh, what's have you ever with- seen any of the Mad Max movies? I believe. Yeah, I, I know. I haven't seen at least one of them, and the ones yeah. that I did were a long ass time ago. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them, and I just ordered all of them on Blu-ray today. <laughs> <laughs> You'll probably be disappointed. Well, no, Goat just recently watched them the past couple of weeks, kind of get ready. And he said that, like, you know, they, you know, the, the first one's the kind of the weakest one. The third one's got a kind of a weak second act. But, like, he said that that's this, the format of this one is pretty typical of, like, you know, maybe not the first one, but, like, you know, the second and third one, they do just kind of drop you in the middle of some shit and they're like, go. And, like, this new Mad Max movie is fucking unrelenting. Like, it never yeah. really stops. And, like, I don't. I don't know if this was like this for you, but I could never tell how much time had passed in the yeah, movie. Yeah, right. Like, there's no way it's there's no middle part of the movie. It's just there's a beginning and an end, and then all that stuff in between. And it's just like I, it's one of the most like hallucinatory experiences I've had at a movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> and we uh we we only went to do the 3D because the timing was more convenient. Okay, but we saw the 3D, and I, I'm not a huge 3D fan. Like, yeah, we did 2D. Most just because I don't like paying more to see fucking movies. Movies are expensive enough right. as it is. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, we had a saw 7:30. The only next option for a 2D was like 10 o'clock. Ugh, that's just too big a gap. I'm like, fuck it, we'll we'll do the 3D. And you know, it wasn't like crazy amazing. You know, the 3D effects, but like, you know, the fucking crazy motherfuckers on the poles. There's like an overhead shot where they're going down into the... the oh, I bet that would have been cool. And they come back up at you. Like, it's pretty fucking rad. But just like... And that's just one of those things, too, where it's like... They put dudes on poles and swung them around. Yeah. Like, for like those are real dudes on real bendy poles on these real insane fucking things. And, like, my brother looked it up and said that the... Like, the giant-ass, like, you know, speaker rig thing that everyone's losing their shit about... Oh, that dude was the best. Like, worked. Like, it was real. Yeah. Yeah, it like it played and it shot fire. Yeah, like it was a real thing. <laughs> like you could that exists somewhere and you could drive it if you had if you had the opportunity you could drive that thing. I need to ask thing. Goat about some car stuff that I have questions about from that movie now. <laughs> Cuz I want to know if that spitting nitrous into the engine thing works. Oh, absolutely it does. Does it? Yeah. That's fucking badass. Like physically and, I guess, uh, spitting tomorrow, it. Tomorrow, what was that? Like physically spitting it with your mouth. Yeah, they were on the hood of the car, and just th- as they, they got were those driving, big ass breathers up there, yeah, you know, on the hood, and they're just filling up their mouths with nitrous and spitting it into the engine, and then the car would go. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Like it's, I still haven't seen Avengers. I want to see this again more than I want to see Avengers the first time. That's how much I fucking loved this movie. <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, you, I know I missed something. Oh, God, yeah. Because there's, there's just so, so much, much shit happening. Going on. And, like, I, was, I saw it with, um, with three other friends. And as we were leaving, we were just each remembering various crazy things that had happened in that movie. Because, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, there's that one part with that dude with the fucked up foot walking around feeling his nipples all the time. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing like this three-piece suit with a vest and, and like a pocket watch but they're holes cut out for his nipples and this big fat dude 
But then, like, from the knee down, it's just this horrible, like, amorphous blob of a foot. <laughs> like, they found some fucked up people for this movie. Like, real fucked up people. <laughs> and then the and, you know uh, what? tomorrow, you the. Fucked up enough. Then let's fuck you up a little more. <laughs> and tomorrow, the, fir- the uh, comics start coming out. It's a one-shot origin story with Morton Joe and Nux. Yeah, I'm interested in that because there's, there's actually written by George Miller too. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 world there that I would like to see explored. It's pretty you cool. Go, yeah. George From Miller. what I saw, he already has like uh, some other comic scripts, a novella, and another movie script already written for like Mad Max stuff. And wasn't uh, didn't like a, a big name comic book artist do all the storyboards for Mad Max? Yes, uh, that was Brandon McCarthy, and that made me super psyched to find out about that on Monday, because I love that dude's art. He might be kind of a racist. He's a good artist. <laughs> I want to see it. Hopefully sometime this week, maybe me and Jose will have a bro date and go see it. I don't know. Mary's not it interested. It is the ultimate bro date movie. <clears throat> Which is funny, because it's got a lot of uh, uh, feminist support behind it. As it should, it because it it really is like a feminist movie. I mean, like it's feminist in as much as it takes the very hard, apparently controversial stance that people shouldn't be owned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people are like, oh man, it's finally about time Hollywood got one right. I'm like, wait, by just saying you shouldn't be able to own people? <laughs> God damn! I didn't realize the bar was set so fucking low. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, there's a pretty rough. Scene involving one of the ladies post mortem. I'm surprising isn't getting yeah. enough, isn't as getting more shit than it is. No one seems to care. That's the thing. Outrage no. is very selective. It wasn't very graphic, so I'm thinking that's why. I it was more I, like the noise than anything. I, I kept seeing people saying that, oh man, Mad Max Fury Road, you know, it has a whole plot about sex slavery, but it doesn't have to stoop. To the level of Game of Thrones and have an actual and it rape scene, it never in. does. Yeah, so, no, it doesn't. It so really this doesn't. this graphic scene is just a a a woman just getting it, getting hers. No, it's. it's Don't tell it, me. It, I, we, yeah, yeah, we can't you'll, say you'll anything. know it when you see it. Yeah, you'll know it as soon as it happens. You'll know it. <laughs> yeah, because it kind of had me cringing in my seat, going, "Oh, ew, gross." Oh. <laughs> You know, the funny thing was, there's all this crazy fucked up shit going on, and I didn't cringe until the part when they're trying to put, uh, when Max is trying to find a vein and put a needle in. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing that made me cringe in the whole movie. Yeah, but like, it just, I don't know, man. It was, it was, I hadn't planned on going to see it, honestly. You were straight talking shit about, about it last week. Last week. <laughs> it just, it just, it was, wasn't really on my radar something I wanted to see. And then people started losing their shit about it, and I still wasn't into it, really. And then my brother's like, want to go see Mad Max? And I said, all right. <laughs> and then we went. And we both were fucking, it was like Dread all over, just fist pumping. Like, like nine <laughs> other guys in the theater. We were just fist pumping by the time the movie was over. Yeah, Dread is a really good comparison. Yeah, Dread all over again, except for this movie actually made money and is going to actually get a sequel. Oh, it's so not excited. killing, man, but it's doing pretty well. $40 million, and they've already announced a sequel. Nice. You know, it, yeah, I was I was talking with my friends in the theater during the credits, and I just said I said to them like, "Oh man, they better make a sequel." And I just hear some dude like a couple rows up go, "They already announced they're doing one." 
We're in this big ass theater, mostly empty. Yeah, you know, I guess maybe because it's kind of late or whatever. I don't know what it was. There were, there were a few people in there. But, like, you know, the two guys come and sit down right behind us, but I hate that shit. If you've mm-hmm. got a big ass open theater, fucking. If you're going to sit in the row behind me, stagger yourself a few seats down so you're not directly behind me, motherfucker. They were directly behind us. You know, I had the same thing happen, and the lady brought in a fucking pizza to eat behind me. <laughs> we did that in Iron Man 3. <laughs> <laughs> but these two guys, they. They went back and forth between, like, you know, fucking amateur film critic shit. Like, you know, not quietly either. Like, you know, oh. we're just discussing shots and shit like that, how good it looks. Don't get me wrong. It looked really good, but I know it looks good. I'm going to hear you fucking tell me about how good it shut looks. Shut the fuck up. I get it. Shut the fuck up. I mean, you know, whatever. They better watch out. Lee will take their phone. <laughs> oh, I fucking look at my brother, and my brother just goes, let it go. <laughs> Lee just picks up one of the guys, moves him over to another seat. Like, you can have your friend back when the movie's done. <laughs> fucking Triangle City, motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, but then, and then, like, you know, they're kind of quiet. And then somehow, I cannot imagine how it happens. But not long after that, I hear one of these motherfuckers audibly snoring. <laughs> like, <laughs> the fuck are you asleep in that movie? I did right? This, like, I, you know. I did that in Iron Man 3, too. <laughs> Like I fell, asleep. I was watching. When was it? the The third Dark Knight movie. Uh, the person I was si- one of the people I was seeing with it fell asleep, and I said to him, "Like, how the fuck did you fall asleep? This is the loudest movie I've ever seen." <laughs> yeah, and then Mad Max happens. No, this is the loudest movie I've yeah. ever seen. I I don't know how the fuck that happens, <laughs> because I mean it's unrelentingly loud, and it's just visually interesting. Like, how can you not focus on this? <laughs> like every time they, whenever they would show the caravan, like an off in the distance, you'd hear "baka chicka 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 baka chicka," just rocking his ass off nonstop. <laughs> I still one of my favorite things is it's like the opening of the second scene when Max is being chased by those dudes through like the caves and stuff. Yeah, I love how it's sped up sl- slightly so it just looks like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, like it's so weirdly scary because <laughs> it's. Because it's just sped up like like how dreams are sometimes. And it's got all the weird shit interspliced with it. Yeah. And it just really never stops after that. Yeah. It starts and then, okay, here we go. They built a whole bunch of crazy shit for car chases in what looks like the least hospitable place on the goddamn planet. Australia. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. Yeah, I think it was like they filmed in Nambia in Africa. Ugh. Oh, jeez. Because <laughs> I guess it never rained there, so they never had to worry about that. Oh, no. It hadn't rained there in a fucking minute. <laughs> Sanity. So what did you do besides not seeing Mad Max, Nice. Well, uh, Wednesday was my grandfather's 80th birthday. so Holy shit. He had a, a big old party planned over at his trailer, so we went over there expecting to be expecting it to be me. Mary, my mom, and my grandfather just staring at each other. But no, he had some he had some friends from the trailer park show up, and me and Mary get there, and everybody else is already there. So we just kind of sit around while a bunch of old farts complain about their neighbors for a few hours. And I haven't been to a trailer park birthday party in a while. <laughs> uh, and then my mom fucking bailed on us. <laughs> She's like, I gotta go. And we're like, well, fuck. We had already said we were going to stick around to help clean, thinking that she was going to be there helping to clean as well. Oh, that's horse shit. Yeah. 
She fucking dipped out of there. It's a dick move, Mom. <laughs> uh, besides that, getting my DVD collection up on eBay, so that's always fun. You know, putting stuff on eBay is a, is a job all unto itself. And then, you know, you got to deal with eBay people, too, so that's fun. Yeah, I have one thing that I need, uh, I need to sell that I know goddamn good and well. If I put it up in a week, I'll have $100. <laughs> I know it. It's one thing. It will score me at least $100 that I can turn around and buy two new things I want to get in its place. That's the whole reason for the exercise. But I have to put it on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> and deal with eBay people. And deal with eBay people. Yeah. Uh, let me... So, so I've got 14 auctions of lots of DVDs going on. A- anywhere from, you know, 10 to 50 DVDs and a lot. And I get a message today. Oh, no. From eBay member JawsDW407. I understand these items are used. However, you should be listing them as previewed formal rental formal rentals from, all caps, blockbuster exclamation point which is true (laughs) a lot of my dvd collection was you know the previously viewed copies from uh blockbuster you could sure back when blockbuster was for twenty dollars exactly sometimes four for twenty if they were having a sale yeah i looked at a few of your auctions and all of them have blockbuster dvds so how can the previous owner take such great care of them when they were handled by renters and most likely show signs of it in the description where it asks formal rental yes or no, you should add yes. Jesus. <laughs> so I read that, and I'm getting ready to write my uh, go fuck yourself response. <laughs> I said, you know what? Let let me not. Let me just ignore that. God, what a cock. I said all the DVDs are used. I said they're in good condition, and I took good care of them. I watched them all at least once, so I know that they work. And I I didn't, you know, not take good care of them after that, so they fucking work. And in the pictures, you can see that some of them are from Blockbuster, so quit your fucking bitching. So, yeah. I think you mispronounced Blockbuster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... I do, you know, you know how I fucking hate physical media these days. I've heard uh, that rumor. Yeah. Looking back, uh, there's 375 DVDs that I'm selling. Ooh, it's a lot. And I'm hoping to get $375 for all of those. And then I think back, let's say I paid $10 for those retail. That's almost four grand I spent on DVDs. Yeah. yeah. It's best not to think about that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what I did today, Nice? Huh. I went through all your auctions trying to find Mad Max movies. <laughs> you should have just asked me. Because, <laughs> like, they're fucking sold out pretty much everywhere. I'm sure. Online. Like, I was able to find Mad Max on Amazon, and I got Road Warrior and Thunderdome from Walmart online. You know, present company excluded, but I really want really to see Mad Max Fury Road. But I started to not want to see it after I saw the type of people that were consistently talking about it nonstop on the internet. That's the thing. Like it, 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 it seems to be pretty uh, cross section of people. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Not- I get it. But you know what? Shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> How about you shut up? 
<laughs> and I'll go see the movie. Don't make me spite not see it because you're a dick. It'll be your fucking avatar. Yeah. Also, Avatar looks boring as fuck. That's why. Yeah, I, I never saw Avatar either because yeah. of that same reason. <clears throat> avatar is pretty pretty boring. People uh, wouldn't stop talking about it, and it looked really boring. <laughs> and then, because uh, you know, we were talking about uh, you know our top ten Marvel movies, and and uh, you know, Age of Ultron's nearing the end of Phase Three. I went back and rewatched Iron Man Three and Thor: The Dark World. World and Iron Man Three is not as bad as I. You know, make it out to be. It's a little flat. But man, Thor the Dark World is just a good ass time, y'all. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I like that movie. Now, yeah, it's fun. question. Uh, where Where is the ether? Is the ether still in the collector's collection? Because Theoretically, that, it should that be. That shit got blowed up. Yeah. Well, I think I, I, he has more than one spot. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, well, like in the, collect- the collector in the comics, at least, like, he has more than one place where he holds his collection. Kind of depends would, on, you know, what it is. It would be cool if Adam Warlock was in the collector's collection, and then when it blew up, he fucking grabbed the ether and, and dipped out of there. Shit, maybe he did. Just we'll find out soon. Heisman did under his arm. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about Iron Man 3 today, actually. I was trying to... I, I referenced Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I know I shouldn't have done because nobody ever gets the fucking reference. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk about how, like, you know, it's a Shane Black movie and Iron Man. That's the thing. I think I love, I love Iron Man 3, not because it's like necessarily a great Iron Man movie, but it's a really fucking great Shane Black movie. Yeah, it's, a, it's an okay Iron Man movie, but it is a really good Shane Black movie. And that's why it'll always have a special a soft spot in my heart because I fucking love me a Shane Black movie. <laughs> I almost wish it was more Christmassy. Like, it takes place at Christmas, but it's not like... They don't go overboard with it. I wish they did. Yeah, that would have been pretty great. I wish there was a scene where fucking... Rhodey and Tony Stark were exchanging gifts under the tree. (laughs) (laughs) Or Happy and Tony Stark. Yeah. Yeah. And man, I just got thinking about... Uh, Infinity War and like Thanos has got to bring back like all the villains right like I want to see I want especially because uh, Red Skull went into the the Tesseract Uh, you know fucking Loki's always bouncing back and forth Uh, Ronan got killed by the power gem so I think it would be cool if he brought them all back. Bring back Red Skull, Ronin, uh, Loki'd be in there. Fucking, uh, and it, they could just be constructs. And Malekith yeah. got killed by the Ether too. Yeah. Well, he got. I think so. It, the he got kind of ripped apart by the portals. Like they took his arm off, then they took his other oh, arm that's off. Right. Yeah. That shit was then, awesome. then they fucking uh, javelin, uh, space javelined him through the chest. And then his ship crashed on him, but you never see a body, so uh, Malekith could be alive, too. It's in pieces all over the world tree. <laughs> and then, fuck it, put, like, the actual Mandarin in there, still played by Ben Kingsley, but, you know, for realsies. You know what? Hugo Weaving, you don't get to play Red Skull. Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
You don't get to Red Skull. Doug Jones, you're hired. Done. Yeah, he'd be good. Yeah, Doug Jones showed up in uh, Flash and Arrow recently. Some fucking metahuman that shoots out of his eyes. Hmm. Like, hey, Doug Jones. <laughs> and Zoe says, who? I said, he's the guy that's in uh, the Abe Sapien suit in Hellboy. He's like, yes? <laughs> <laughs> he's also the Silver Surfer in Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. And she's like, we've not seen that. I, I, oh, shit, I that's right. We, we, we've not seen that. I, never, I remember hearing Doug Jones on a podcast say that uh, the Silver Surfer was by and large practical with CGI enhancements. It's like he wasn't, just, he didn't just get mocap, like he was there on set, like, you know. And so they have this, they, you know, molded his whole fucking body like they always do, and they made him the Silver Surfer suit, and he stole one of them. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have anything else, but he stole the shit out of a Silver Surfer suit, and that made me very happy. That's awesome. <laughs> And then Lawrence Fishburne did his voice, whom he also stole. <laughs> like, like the collector. He had like a mannequin with a Silver Surfer costume on it and Lawrence Fishburne on a stool next to it. <laughs> he just lets him out. He makes him wear a Cowboy Curtis costume. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> just lets him out to <laughs> fucking shoot Blackish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, oh fucking, is that it, man? Let's, uh, That's it. Let's hit the mail right quick. All right. Come on, mail. Look at all of it's fan mail. There it is. I was hovering over the goddamn iTunes for like five minutes waiting for you to call for the mail. And then finally when you did, it won't it wouldn't go. Son of a bitch. At least the volume was all the way up this time. Fucking Steve Jobs. Fuck you, <laughs> Steve Jobs. Uh, one lone email to popcast at penaltonpage.com this week. Uh, Sent it by a good buddy the Chad. He writes in episode fifty-eight, home cooked question mark, Mad Lib exclamation point. All right, again, this this fucking brings me up a little bit. Okay, Rocksteady and Bebop go to a Toys R Us in search of the fabled thirty-pound ghost Twinkie. During their search, they get crushed by a Mecha Godzilla that has had his face cut off by New Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, then he also writes in. He says, um, I've got a versus. Oh. All right. All right. Uh, Iron Man at his best versus Black Widow versus Thor in a dating competition, meaning who can get the most dates in a set time limit. Okay. Uh, mm. well, well, let's discuss the specifics here. Are we talking like. Are they at a speed dating event, or are they just at a bar, and they're just all trying to get as many numbers as possible? Let's say at a bar. Okay. Because speed dating is, is, is almost too level of a playing field. Or maybe it should be speed dating, because it is a level playing field. Unless you're, the chat, is the chat in the chat room? Yes, he is in yeah. the chat room. The chat room. <laughs> the chat room. <laughs> so let's see here. Um, all right. Uh, all right, here's the thing. Guys are really simple creatures. They are. So I'm, I'm almost, I almost want to just say Black Widow by default because she's a pretty lady. Exactly, and all and, she has to do is ask. And she could fucking hit on the chicks too. That's yeah. true. That's true. You got double double the pool there. So Though, I, mean, I mean, that's not to say that Thor and Tony Stark couldn't hit on the guys. No, not to say that. But I think. 
Black Widow has a better chance of hitting both sexes. Yeah, Black Widow's that that kind of hot that makes a girl go maybe one time. Yeah, <laughs> let's try it out. I would let her eat my puss. Why not? Just, I'm just saying. <laughs> now that's not to say that Chris Hemsworth might also not be that same kind of hot. Maybe just one time. And not hey, you just wouldn't, Chris you wouldn't blow a Thor. <laughs> I wish that was clean. That would have been perfect <laughs> intro. <laughs> oh, the Chad says a bar. A bar, okay. yeah. Uh, I, I think, I'm going to say it's down to Black Widow or Thor, I think. I don't know, man, because like Thor shows him looks pretty, but he's not necessarily... He's got some suave to him, though. Yeah, like, he doesn't have Tony in, Stark swagger. In, in Thor The Dark World, when he gets on the, the London Underground... And he asks which way was Greenwich, and then that one chick accidentally leans up against him in the train. <laughs> oh, she got a little moist downstairs. And he just kind of flashes that little Chris Hemsworth grin. With I his think back abs. I think Tony Stark, while he's got the the best game out of all of them, I think he's more likely to get shot down because yeah. of you know something he says. So, like uh, a little slip up here, you fair know, maybe but, acting okay, a little, point, maybe acting point, yep. a little cocky. So if we're talking, you know, a certain set amount of time, and you're trying to get volume, I think Tony Stark is gonna get tripped up by, you know, getting smacked in the face a few times. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe over a lifetime, Tony wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But with a finite amount of time, I think you're probably right. Right. And I yeah, think and Black Black Widow is like. She's specifically. This is her job yes. to get people to do what she That's wants. That's true. She is actually trained in the art of seduction. That's a good yeah. point. And she's duplicitous too, to to the point where she can kind of change her personality depending on the person she's going after. Whereas Thor is just going to be Thor to everybody. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it, and, goes, and, it goes to Widow. Yeah. Yeah, I think Black Widow wins. Yep. Black Widow win. That's a good one, though. Solid. Yeah, good one. I like that. I like it. That's a good one. Yeah, that, it goes. The, the, all judges concede. Points <laughs> to Widow. <laughs> Feminism. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Fucking a right. Now I just want to see a black. Now, now I want to see this play out in a movie. <laughs> That'd be just bummed out. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's take a break. We'll come back in a minute. Uh, we'll talk about comics and the news and raise the hell up out of here because there's. There, there's there's comic talk this week, guys. Oh boy, hot takes, <laughs> hot takes, <laughs> hot takes. In the meantime, enjoy this. Love you, bye. Break. Does that at red? 
one-stop shop for limited edition t-shirts featuring all the crap that you already like anyway every day you're gonna see three new limited edition designs available only for 24 hours that's just a single day after that they're gone forever and uh, best yet if you want to check them out buy a little something something they're gonna throw a little kickback to us your folks your friends here at the podcast so go to panelsonpage.com Click that banner at the top of the page or on the sidebar at pcn.panelsonpage.com. Or you can just update your bookmark. Check it on your phone every single morning. That's what I do. Uh, ripped. That's R-I-P-T dot panelsonpage.com. T-shirts start at just 10 bucks, and they'll kick us a little something every time. Help us keep the lights on. Help us keep the podcast going. Help us keep the side, side up and get you a pretty cool T-shirt, man. Cool swag, cool shirts, good people, good deals from your favorite podcast. So check it out, ripped.panelsonpages.com, 24-hour limited edition t-shirts that are pretty damn awesome. Check it out. And uh, now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. I tell you, man, the uh, folks at Ripped are good people. Why do you say that? It's a star. They got fine. Oh, I agree. I, I thought you uh, might have an anecdote. I do, I do, I do, I do. It's, it's each of we do. 
uh, this uh, past month. Our good buddy Tito picked me up a rip shirt at the booth because Tito is fucking class act awesome guys. He's great. He also, flatteringly enough, got me an extra large. I, being a man of broad stature, require a Tubex t-shirt on the shirt that I have. So, I don't realize this until I get home. It's not a big deal. Fucking big up to Tito. So, I just, you know, send an email to the folks at Rip and say, hey, buddy of mine bought me this shirt at C2E2 last weekend. It's the wrong size. Any chance at all I can swap it out? And they said, don't worry about it. We'll just send you a new one. Keep the XL. Oh! Uh, like, you know what? Great. Thanks. That's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, so they sent me the new one, and that's fucking no muss, no fuss, man. Thanks to Goat, it wasn't ripped, but uh, Goat saw a link for the Yeti was doing the same uh, Steve Brule shirt. Oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. That uh, I got bleach on, so I got a new one coming. Hopefully it's as wonderful as the ripped shirt was. And hopefully I don't get bleach on this one, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, you don't get that lucky twice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty bad. Good folks over there at Rip. Check them out, man. Click the banner. Fucking buy some shit. Let us know what's up. My wife consistently is just groping me because of how soft those ripped shirts are. They're so soft, you guys. <laughs> you want to get groped? Yeah. Buy some ripped shirts. Exactly. That's right. If you have ever, ever thought to yourself, you know what? My life, my life is missing a key component. Regular groping. Yeah. Get you some get some ripped action happening. You got no one to blame but yourself. <laughs> if you don't get groped, don't. Don't. If you don't get groped. What's up with some news? What is that? We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fuck it. Look at In five, four, three. This is the Pop Top Six Pack of News for May 19th. 2015. Fucking thing sucks. The entire Marvel Universe will jump ahead eight months following the conclusion of the Secret Wars event, promising a new status quo wherein Marvel readers have already dropped all of their Marvel books three months ago. <laughs> Ms. Marvel and A-Force writer G. Willow Wilson took it to the New Yorker after an article criticizing A-Force pre for presenting the female superhero team as porn stars. We're truly on our way to equality when even female comic creators have to defend against claims of sexism. <laughs> Frank Cho is all like, I feel you, homegirl! <laughs> <laughs> Last month, legendary writer Jerry Conway went after DC Comics on his Tumblr for quote-unquote obnoxious and despicable equity policies stemming from Conway's lack of creator credit and royalties for the character of Caitlin Snow on CW's The Flash. This month, Conway is apologizing to Jeff Johns, Jim Lee, and Larry Gannam for the comments, which leaves us all asking the question, why does Jerry Conway have a Tumblr? <laughs> <laughs> Fault in Our Stars director Josh Boone has signed to direct and co-write a feature film adaptation of The New Mutants for 20th Century Fox, which, if judging by the team that made up X-Men First Class movie roster, this New Mutants team will focus on Cyclops, Jean Grey, Iceman, Angel, and Beast. 
<laughs> oh, and Cypher. Definitely Cypher. <laughs> CBS debuted a six-minute preview of their upcoming Supergirl series last week, and reaction has run the gamut from finally a superhero show for young women to Supergirl just a basic bitch. <laughs> also, uh, Supergirl in the in the six-minute preview, she talks about Kal-El in the same sort of hushed tones. We all discuss that cousin who is a registered sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, after the negative reaction to their crowdfunding launch last week, Archie Comics has canceled their Kickstarter, opting instead for the old school approach of ins- inconsistent shipping and canceling the titles after five issues. And that is the Pop Top Six Pack of News for May 19th, 2015. Wow. Infotainment. Yeah. Oh boy. So, after Secret Wars, all of Marvel's line, the entire Marvel Universe, will jump forward eight months. The new Marvel Universe, the, mind you. The new the new MU. The new Moo, as, as new they're Moo. calling it. New Moo. New Moo. Makes me really unhappy, you guys. It's I, I read this, and I immediately remembered when... DC has done that a bunch of times, I know. But I I yes. remember every time they've done it, we've talked shit about it. And I don't understand why Marvel would be making those same sort of DC mistakes. But then again, you know, it seems like Secret Wars is <laughs> them making the same sort of DC mistakes. The thing is, is like, and you know... <sighs> it's, it's t- right out of the fucking DC playbook. It really is. It, it's one year later, but... Eight months instead of one year. It's, it's so much right out of the DC playbook. Everything about it is. And, you know, I wrote a little thing about the Secret Wars on the site. And it's like, it's as if they saw the, the fucking backlash from the new 52 and shit like one year later, all this stuff. And instead of saying, oh, Jesus Christ, we should never do that. They should go, we can do that better. Like, we can do we'll, this goofy shit. We'll show them. We can do this goofy shit in a better <laughs> way. And it's just, you know, it's, again, it's the kind of shit that happens in comics that you would never fucking tolerate in any other medium. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's true. Like, if fucking. Well, I mean, uh, Parks and Rec jumped forward five years. That's a fucking long ass time. For their That's last true. season. That's true. And that actually, I, I liked that. It was, that it was pretty cool. I don't know, but if 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 it was not in conjunction with the fact that they're doing this whole fucking new universe thing too, like it just all that does is put the readers in a position where they have to constantly try to figure out what the fuck's going on. It's the perfect jumping-off point. <laughs> what? Yeah. What counts? What doesn't count? Because you know they've said, hey, you know, all that shit. They say everything still happened, which is fine. I buy that, but it's like. You know what part of it's coming over? What part of it's still there? Like it just oh, it puts. We've got a lot of a list of some of the stuff that's that's sticking around, including yeah. A Force, Maestro, Maestro, uh, Mrs. Deadpool's Howling Commandos, and I. Which fuck you? The Howling Commandos are they're all monsters, right? Yeah, yeah. And the Weird World locale will carry over into Marvel Universe proper moving forward. I'm okay with that because I'm actually really excited about that book. And like, now it's got to be a force 
in as much as like a like a Lady Avenger team, not like this crazy hodgepodge from all like eras, right? It's got to be. And Lee, this entire time you've been asking, you know, you know what what do I have to read? What of these Secret World spinoffs do I have to read? And this quote from Brevort, fucking heavy breathing. <laughs> As we've been saying, the building blocks of the new MU are being established throughout the various Secret Wars titles, with every series contributing something to the new MU, whether that something is a character, a place, an environment, an object, a status quo, or any other thing that you might think of. So, you so don't... all of it. You, you don't have to read all of it. No. Yeah, you pretty read the books that feature characters that you care about. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's what a really mess! Yeah. What a mess this is. Yeah, I think the eight months later thing gives me a bit of hope more than I had before because now I'm not worried that they're just wiping the slate clean and getting rid of everything. To me, it's going to give just the looking... people an opportunity that want to play with the new toys a chance to say, hey, here's this fucking thing that, you know, is part of this new toys. And then the ones that don't, they're going to be like, hey, nothing changed. <laughs> <laughs> it also worries me about Marvel's sales numbers, though, because like just talking about DC right now and what they've done with Convergence, you know, they pretty much they took two months off. And looking at our numbers, our pre-order numbers at the shop, from pre-convergence to post-convergence, our numbers have dropped. People realize they don't care. After two months away from DC Comics, they don't care that much anymore. Oh, so you mean like the regular like DC titles? Yeah, like Batman numbers have dropped in between convergence. Well, they also put him in a... It's fucking Jim Gordon and a mohawk. Which, again, having not read that, don't want to prejudge, but it's a really silly idea. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm kind of worried that this is going to happen to Marvel, too, where you're going to have the books come back, but people are going to realize that they didn't really need them after all. It's weird, man. It's, it's fucking, you know, biting off your nose to spite your face. Is that the fucking expression? Like, just, man. And I think it, it's a disservice to some of their up-and-coming characters like specifically miss marvel yeah you know they've shown that character from the beginning of of her career as a superhero and then you're just gonna cut eight months out of it eight eight months out of that character's origin essentially still that character's still growing still still learning and you're gonna miss eight months of that so we'll watch. They'll come back, and she's going to be just a fucking calloused bitch. <laughs> <laughs> just world-weary. Well, she's going to have a robot these, arm. She's one of the ones in that uh, that free comic book day book that, that, gave, that gave us hope again. Slippers of hope, yeah. <laughs> so she was in that, and she was really, really great in that. And I, I don't read that book just because I don't think it's really for me, and that's fine. Uh, but, you know, she was in that... that, that, that Light book where superheroes do superhero-y things. You know, I think we might need to read Miss Marvel because I've never met a person that reads it that has told me not to check it out. Because, and it's not just like a certain group of people that read it; it's a pretty wide audience. I've noticed. 
I need, to, I need to pick up that trade eventually. Lee says from across the room. I'm looking for a missile. A missile flew out, and I'm trying to find it. <laughs> that is the most Lee problem I've ever heard. Yeah. I was nowhere near the button. The missile flew out, and I think it's in this pile of microphone wires. So it, is a ghost just launching missiles out of your robots? <laughs> no, I was playing with one, obviously. Oh, okay. <laughs> So put the robot down to color with you guys. Eight eight months later <laughs> seems kind of like an arbitrary choice. But then again, Secret Wars is eight issues long, but but it's getting double shipped, so it's not going to oh, last. Well, we, got, we got we got another eight because Avengers jumped forward eight months prior to Secret Wars. But now, but the idea was that yeah, Avengers jumped forward eight months, but then by the time Secret Wars happened. It's syncing up with the other books. Which I don't know if it... It really didn't feel like it did. Because, like, you know, like I'm reading, you know, this week I, I was reading the Miss Marvel book. Or Captain Marvel, I should say. And it's this really fucking great issue where, Captain, where Carol comes back to Earth and, you know, and her friend had passed away. And so, you know, like, you know, she kind of remembers her friend. They go spread her ash and shit like that. And it's this very kind of one and done issue where she kind of comes back and she reunites with all of her friends that she missed when she's away or whatever. It's like, great. At the very end, there's only secret wars. That book yeah, had that really did not fucking there. nothing to do with secret world. And that, that's, I ran into that across damn near every Marvel book I've read the past couple of weeks. Yeah, pretty much everything that was ending with secret wars had that. Yeah. Like the fucking Captain America. You know, the first, the first arc, again, to your point earlier, now, is about, you know, like, you know, Miss Marvel's origin. Like, this is the end of the first story arc where Sam Wilson is Captain America. And, you know, it's a, it was solid. It's really, really good. And it's like, at the end, the end, there is only Secret Wars. Really? Really? Why? <laughs> like, why the fuck can't we just re- do more of this while this thing is happening? That's the way every other fucking comic book story works. They don't have to all be together. And, like, you know, they, they just reestablished, like, a really interesting and great status quo for fucking... I really give a shit about Ant-Man, you guys. <laughs> like, that Ant-Man book is really, really good. Like, it's really good. But no, don't worry about it. It's fine. Done. We'll come back in a couple months and we'll fucking jump ahead eight months. And maybe Ant-Man will still be cool. When's the Ant-Man movie out? Uh, next month. July. So there's not going to be an Ant-Man comic coming out during that time, is there? Nope. That's smart. Just like the Avengers comics coming out during the Avengers movie are the least accessible comic books on the fucking planet. (laughs) I love the Avengers. Let's go buy this Avengers comic. Oh, shit. Is that Iron Man killing old man Captain America? (laughs) Just blowing off his head as the world ends. Why is this happening? Oh, wait. I don't care. Goodbye. (laughs) I'll never be back here again. Let's go home and watch Avengers cartoons. You know what really weird, interesting thing got announced for scheduling? Is that Uncanny X-Men 600 got pushed back to October. Specifically, it's, it's done. Yeah. But specifically so that it wouldn't have to compete with Secret Wars. Nonsense. Yeah. And now I've been hearing that Hawkeye 22 has been done for a while. And they just haven't been putting it out. That's ridiculous. There's two issues of the other fucking Hawkeye book out. Yeah. Which I haven't read because I want to read the book that comes before it chrono-fucking-logically. I don't, I don't get it. That's like dumb. 
And watch, uh, Uncanny X-Men 600 explains everything with Nation X. It won't. Or it does, and that's even worse! (laughs) I found it! You found it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sick, you guys. Breaking news, Lee Rodriguez has found his missing missile. Everyone, cool off. Do you guys ever watch the Dilbert cartoon? Jeez. (laughs) No, but finish your point, please. (laughs) So there's one episode where Dilbert is, someone films Dilbert while he's in the bathtub. And he drops the soap and he's like searching around for it. But they cut the video so it looks like he's searching for his dick and he can't find it in the backwater. <laughs> That's what we just did to you, Lee. That, yeah. was, that was me. Okay. Sweet was, um, <laughs> Very glad. Daniel Stern was the voice of Delbert, wasn't he? The, I couldn't was. tell you. One of the wet bandits from Omaha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's right. Yeah, that no, was. Yep. It was either that or Duckman. Who knows? Jason Alexander I tell you why I the Dilbert cartoon. <laughs> what we got next? Uh, next up is uh, Jill Lep- Lepore, uh, who wrote The Secret History of Wonder Woman and is also a contributor to The New Yorker, I guess, uh, wrote this article looking oh. at female superheroes with 10-year-old boys for The New Yorker. And uh, let me read you the first paragraph. Last week, Marvel launched a new Avengers movie, Age of Ultron, and this month, it's launching a new comic book, A-Force. Ultron is a robot with artificial intelligence who believes that the only way to achieve peace on Earth is to exterminate the human race. The A-Force is a race of Lady Avengers led by She-Hulk who come from a feminist paradise, but I don't know what that could possibly mean because they all look like porn stars. (laughs) Uh... Uh, Jill Lepore goes on to, uh, uh, apparently she was, uh, she had a, a ten year, her 10-year-old son and his friend look at A-Force. And some of the comments they made were, uh, or one of the comments she made was, maybe it's not possible to create reasonable female comic book superheroes since their origins are so tangled up with magazines for men. And uh, the boys said that their responses to the book were weak to all the girls here have, like, gigantic cleavages. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I don't believe that, like, they've had the opportunity to read the book yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The the article, like, you don't even have to get, in that first paragraph, it reveals itself that she didn't actually read the book. Yeah. And who's to know if the kids actually read the book? And and you go further into the article, and it's it is attacking superhero comics for no reason, and attacking you know one of the most uh, progressive female writers you know in the industry right now, G Willow Wilson, who's doing Ms. Marvel and A Force. Oh, and and she she was not happy. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. I've seen her on TV. Like when her book came out, she did like some talk show or whatever, and she's kind of an asshole. <laughs> that, you know, I could see that. Like she's kind of an asshole. Like before this thing happened, I kind of thought she was a bit of an asshole. Now I'm pretty much positive she's an asshole. Well, and 
you know, Jill Lepore should have uh, done her research before she you know, went after yeah. an asshole. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I feel like the 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 shit talked about the cover, which again, she's quite literally judging a book based on its cover. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, like is all is just not true. No, no, like uh, the only one on the cover that has cleavage is Dagger. Oh no, that's Dazzler. That's da- yeah, that's old school '80s Dazzler. <laughs> but yeah, that's Dazzler. Uh, like the the chick next to Dazzler is a is a new character, and uh, she's got no. A- that's uh, Nico from the Runaways. Okay, okay. I feel like if you're showing your ten year old boys some super some superhero ladies, and their first thought is, "Oh man, look at all these porn stars," <laughs> there's a way bigger problem than what's happening on those comic pages. I mean, they're they're all pretty well covered up, and yeah, they really are. The, you know, this is one of the least sexual comic book covers we've seen in months, and I like, guarantee goddamn you that's Land. by design. Yeah, she's showing yeah. Them Greg Land's covers they they can be like oh there's jenna jameson and there's so-and-so and then like okay those are porn stars then yeah but that's not this yeah they're you're right there are actually comic book covers where they are actually porn stars and she picks this really fucking rad cover to attack and and doesn't do any research whatsoever and this shit was in the new yorker yeah but uh you know, we'll, we won't read the whole uh, response from G. Willow Wilson here, but she, she takes Jill Laporte to task, and, you know, it's... She makes some good points. Sure, she's a little bit of an asshole, but aren't we all? <laughs> but she's justifiable in her asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Poor form, lady. Yeah, I'm really surprised the New Yorker let this get through. I mean, yeah. super, superheroes and comic books are the thing right now. So yeah, but it's just really shittily written. Yeah, yeah. And but then again, when's the last time anyone talked about the New Yorker? They got some fucking page views out of it. That's for sure. Yeah. And as we've learned this week in particular, what this shit's all about. <laughs> so all I know is that I will no longer be covering articles in the New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, people fucking attacking other people on Tumblr, Jerry Conway, uh, industry legend, w- uh, who uh, co-created the original Killer Frost, Crystal Frost, back in 1978, went off on DC Comics uh, a couple weeks ago, basically just saying that DC is trying to not pay creators for royalties or anything like that or or give credit where credit is due and because dc is the villain and has been for a good while the story had legs and people shared it all over the place and people fucking were like yeah jerry conway get him and then this past week jerry conway (laughs) is like i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I may have been a little bit butthurt, and I talked to Dan Didio, and I talked to Jeff Johns, and I talked to Jim Lee, and boy, guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, this is this is bad. And My favorite quote from that is, as Jeff Johns very kindly pointed out to me when I tried to explain my reason for carrying a grudge over the last dealings I had with the company, quote, Jerry, 
You're talking about things that happened when I was 12 years old. (laughs) (laughs) It was a horrible, humiliating light bulb moment. I'm not just an ass. I'm a jackass. (laughs) (laughs) And, And that's not to say that DC doesn't have some problems with giving creators credit and, and paying creators what they deserve for historically shit that they even, create. because yeah. they do because it's kind of really fucked up how you have to get your royalties as yeah. jerry points out you know the new guard at dc is actively working to to fix those decades of issues with creators rights I remember uh, listening to uh, was it was a Kevin Smith Fat Man on Batman podcast. He had Neil Adams on for just hours, and that guy was just talk and talk and talk. He he's, he's want to do that. He <laughs> is want to do that. He said that when he first came into DC, he walked into an office and there were guys just literally cutting up the original pages and throwing them in the garbage. Jeez, he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" He goes, "Yeah, we don't need these anymore." He goes, "Well, give them back." To the artist, he goes, "Why?" <laughs> and he said, "He goes, and I slapped the shit out of this kid." And he, said, if you, <laughs> and he said, "If you ever cut up another piece of paper, another uh, page in this bully again, I will slap the shit out of you again." <laughs> and up until that point, they had never mailed back a page to the artist ever. Fucking insane! So like, this is yeah. not new. Yeah, things got better when Paul Levitz kind of took yeah, over that yeah, department, yeah, yeah. and then he left or was like fired or whatever and then everything kind of went to hell again but what conway was was initially accusing them of is whenever they kind of reboot a character or make a new version of the same character they say it's a derivative and you don't get any fucking rights to that character no shit (laughs) wow that's fucked up well, and the the one really fucked up thing is they don't give you your royalties unless you ask for them. So if like someone didn't know that their character was being used on the Flash or Arrow, until they put yeah. in a formal request, they won't get anything. I mean, on one hand, that's fucked up. On the other hand, you know, the rich don't stay rich by just giving out money. True. Very true. But they still, they deserve it. They deserve that money. But, you know, if I can get away with not paying you that money, <laughs> I won't. <laughs> <laughs> because they, you know, they are corporate evil asshole villains. If, you, if you ask for it, you win. But <laughs> if you don't, we're going to fucking cut that shit up and throw it in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy town. What we got? Uh, next story is... Josh Boone has signed to direct and co-write a feature film adaptation of The New Mutants for 20th Century Fox. Josh Boone directed Fault in Our Stars. You know, that's inconsequential to this story. I don't care what the fuck he directed beforehand. I think Fox doing any sort of mutant movie is going to be a fucking hot mess. And as soon as they announce The New Mutants... The New Mutants that came into my head were the fucking classic 80s New Mutants with Cannonball and Warlock and and fucking Cypher <laughs> yep. and all them. But 
immediately I knew that that's not going to be what this movie is going to be. I mean, are we all in agreement? Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. You know, it'd be kind of great if they do it as some crazy neon 80s movie starring those characters. Sure. Like, that'd be kind of fucking great. It's not going to happen. It's not. No. I think at best we'll get maybe two of the original New Mutants in this movie. And what I feel like it's going to be is because they're going to do X-Men Apocalypse and then the next movie will be the New Mutants and it'll be, you know, young Jean Grey. Young... I-, I wasn't kidding in the punchline. No, 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 no. It'll be all those young kids from X-Men Apocalypse will be the quote-unquote New Mutants. I could see them doing something along the lines of, for a while, Marvel had the new X-Men Academy X series. I could see it just being kind of like a mutant high school drama. Yeah, that Especially with the, fault, really good too. with the Fault in Our Stars guy being right. attached. Right. And that, yeah, that new X-Men Academy X book, as soon as Craig Kyle and Chris Yost take over, yeah. is one of my favorite runs ever in comics. Yeah, it's damn damn good either way you look at it though because you know the rumor was that x-men apocalypse is going to be the end to that x-men universe and they're gonna reboot essentially uh true if they do reboot but 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 i think if they reboot or if they don't we're still going it's still going to be the same thing it's going to be their version of the new mutants it's not going to be the classic new mutants team oh for sure because you're not, they, they don't think they're going to sell movie tickets with fucking Karma, Mirage, <laughs> and Wolvesbane. <laughs> Unless it's, it's X-Men colon the New Mutants. Which it will be. And you've got, you know, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Storm, you know, teaching at the school. I just really and truly don't care. <laughs> yeah. The only re- reason I care is, you know, I want them to stop making X-Men movies. <laughs> and this m- makes me feel like they're not going to stop. Just stop. And at this point, I don't think Marvel even wants the X-Men back. No, they don't need them anymore. They don't need them. No. Uh, Marvel... Maybe they don't want the X-Men. Maybe they don't want the whole X-Men universe. But Marvel would probably take Wolverine if they had the opportunity. Well, yeah. yeah. If they're going to hand it up, fine. But, like, they're not <laughs> without them. No, no. They're, they're not hurting over not having Wolverine. But if they have an opportunity, they will they will take him. Yeah, no, that uh, Days of Future Past uh, made $748 million worldwide. <laughs> They're never going to stop making X-Men movies. <laughs> uh, I guess the only thing that we could hope is, you know, the next X-Men movie is, you know, Amazing, Spider two, Amazing Spider-Man 2 levels of, you know, franchise killer. The Wolverine made about half that. <laughs> I blame it on the giant CGI sword monster. I still haven't seen all of that movie. Well, the problem is, Kelly, that it's two movies. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's one really compelling, cool movie. Yeah, where Wolverine fights ninjas. Yeah, and then Wolverine hops on his motorcycle and rides into a second movie <laughs> that has a giant CGI sword monster in it. Yeah, I didn't see that part. <laughs> yeah, that's a different movie, and it's really not that good. Yeah, as far as I know, the the Wolverine's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's I think I'm going to keep it that way. Yeah, it's really good until like it just it takes a completely fucking Man, weird turn. They fucking did that in the first one too. It was good up until the farm. And then it yeah. took a turn. Yeah. I, uh, I stopped caring about X-Men movies a long time speaking ago. Speaking of X-Men movies, uh I forget where I saw it, but someone suggested that if Stan Lee does a cameo in the Deadpool movie, that Deadpool will rec- recognize him and shout him out. Like, holy shit, that that's, that's Stan Lee! <laughs> There's no way, yeah, that, that would be actually pretty perfect. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, okay, for much of just shitting on X-Men movies, I'm kind of all about the Deadpool movie. The Deadpool yeah. movie is like the, the lone bright shining light, except for the fact that they're shoehorning like Colossus in there. Yeah, that's still fucking weird. Yeah, I haven't made it through that leaked script all the way yet, but what I read of it was pretty damn fun. Like, I laughed out loud reading the script, and I'm only like, you know, nine pages in. Like, it's pretty funny. <laughs> and that's what it should be. Yeah, I don't know about Colossus, though. That's, that's very strange. So, next story is the Supergirl preview. You guys both watch it? I did. Yep. Uh, what do we think? I think my daughter is going to love it. Uh, and by proxy, you are also going to have to watch it. <laughs> I will, I'll have to watch it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I thought it looked okay. Like, I would. It looks. A certain audience will love it. And yes. I, uh, a lot like, of people. I, I, won't, I won't, like, dislike it. A lot of people are kind of joking. I, I think even the Chad in the population group made the comparison to the Black Widow Age of Me trailer. It's. There are parallels. The, you, uh, what I got from it right off the bat, it reminded me of the Wonder Woman pilot. Yeah. Where, you know, she's just just a girl just trying to make it in the corporate world, you know, goes home and sits on her couch and eats ice cream while she fucking cries. <laughs> That's what like the beginning of it gave gave me it, it reminded me of. But once she puts on the suit, I was into it. Like yeah, she looks she, great. she looks she is super cute. And she yep. looks great in the suit. The suit looks cool like yeah. the effects look pretty rad like yeah, not bad. Yeah, I'll probably I'll probably watch it, I think. I figured who it was. It may it may have been Dan Slot, it might have been Mark Wade, but this is something to the effect of like, you know, she does more supering in that six minute commercial than <laughs> Superman does in all of Man of Steel. Oh yeah. my god. Her there... saving that plane. That is one more plane than Superman saved. Yep. Superman wouldn't even save his old man. That plane never had a fucking chance. There needs to at the next convention, let's say C2E2, the next big convention, there needs to be a, a panel of just dudes that have a boner about Man of Steel. <laughs> and just have you just all get in a room and high five. I'll bet we can get that shit approved. 
the Man of Steel hate boner hosted by PanelsOnPages.com. <laughs> Featuring Mark Wade. Uh, Fuck, we could do this. Also, cosplay. <laughs> Just to make sure it makes it on the program. Someone's going to cosplay as Superman while we throw garbage at them. <laughs> Uh, and then I, we can have a panel that ho- gets hosted right after that called Cosplay Hate. Did we do a bad thing? <laughs> <laughs> also, body image. <laughs> Some of the dramatic elements of the story, some, some of the more grounded elements of the Supergirl trailer, you know, is, it's kind of not for me. And you know what? Cool that yeah, there's a right. superhero show that's not for me out there. Yeah, there's yeah. plenty you know. of shit out there for me already. Sure, yeah, sure. I don't know if I would be able to sit through that stuff long enough to get to the Supergirl. And... But she's man, I might have to though because she is adorable. <laughs> she looks really good in the suit too, man. She really does, and yeah, she is super cute. Yeah, I told my daughter about it, and she says, I said, hey, there's going to be a Supergirl shoot. And she just goes, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Because, you know, that's who they're making it for. The, Maybe not, you know, exactly kids that young, but that's what they're making it for. And that's great. The, Good. The cool. Ch- the Chad in the chat says, I hope it doesn't turn out like Smallville. It can't. She's got the suit on in the first episode. Yeah, bare yeah. minimum. <laughs> yeah. We've seen the suit. We've yeah. seen her use the suit. Like, the show is called Supergirl. They call her Supergirl in it. I think so we're, they got that going for it yeah. right out the gate. We're ahead of the curve. And finally, in an update to a story we talked about last week, uh, the negative reaction to the Archie Kickstarter, Archie has decided to cancel their Kickstarter. Which, uh, that's kind of it's bullshitty. It's for the best, I think. I, I think part of it is because of the negative reaction. The other part is, you know... They had only raised thirty five grand of yeah. three hundred fifty thousand dollars by the it time it wasn't gonna get funded. By the time they got rid of it. So maybe they just didn't wanna have that indignity. I'm trying to save a little face. Yeah. My whole thing with it is is like, you know, if you don't wanna put into it, then like just don't put into it. Right. I don't understand why they feel like they had to shit in their mouths about it. I do think it's funny that they launched this Kickstarter for these three books. There's the negative reaction to it. They canceled the Kickstarter, and then they're like, all right, well, we'll just do the books then. <laughs> yeah, it's like no matter what, these were going to happen. Yeah, they're like, we can just do them now, or we can wait six months. Right. Well, because and we all know that Adam Hughes book is never coming out. No. <laughs> Whether there's a Kickstarter or not, that book's never happening. We all know this. I didn't know that Adam Hughes had that sort of reputation. He's slow as fuck. <laughs> like David Finch slow or worse? Oh, world's worse. <laughs> yeah, that's well, it. World's <laughs> worse. Dude's work is super detailed. It is. That's why he shouldn't be... Writing and drawing a monthly comic. Yeah, yeah. yeah the problem with the comics that they come out every month. Like he can do nice covers. Like that's fine. He's one of those guys that, like, before you see his name, before they put a name on a book, they should chamber four of them. Yeah, he's one of those guys. He's like fucking Brian Hitch that way. 
Because I don't think he was even finished with the Dr. Manhattan book by the time the first issue came out. And that was delayed, too. Holy shit. Remember before Watchmen? Yep. Oof. Remember that when that was the biggest issue in comics? <laughs> like that and the was... funny thing was, it came out, and I liked a couple of those books. <laughs> like, the Silk Spectre book, I will say, holds up really well, and I enjoyed that book a lot. And that's what actually gave Amanda Connor her first writing gig. And then now it leads to her being the Harley Quinn girl. No shit, much. that right. Yeah, because it was her and Darwin Cook co-writing that book when she did the art. Oh, and then all right. that gave her her break at doing um, uh, Harley Quinn and now uh, fucking uh, Starfire, too. A Harley S- Quinn book is big dumb fun. Speaking of... Harley Quinn. I didn't make it one of our news stories because, you know, it's it's not exactly huge news, but they've had a bunch of set pictures from Suicide Squad come out in the past week, including like, What is up with all those set pictures? <laughs> well, they're, they're just shooting on the streets of Toronto, man. And there are a lot of Asians in Toronto and they all have cameras. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's that's what it is. But the set photos confirm that those Joker tattoos are legit. That's yeah, no. That. That's no seventy fifth anniversary photo. He's got. If the you ta- didn't think that for a second, you're a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> if for a half a minute you're pe- like, "Oh man, no, fuck you!" Also, Santa Claus isn't real. I think it was more or less. People didn't really believe it. I think they wanted to believe it. They wanted to believe that the tattoos weren't actual. It is adorable <laughs> that there's still a segment of the population, both proper and improper, that have a shred of hope <laughs> for a DC movie project. Because holy shit, they look even worse outside of that picture. I'm still into it just because it's the Joker, you know. But I don't know how. Uh, fucking. Obviously, some of those set pictures are are pre Harley, because she's not all tatted up and and you know white with the hair dye. And man, she looks good. Which says they are going to try to shoehorn at least some origins into this fucking thing. Yeah, you kind of have mm-hmm. to if if Joker's like they're the main villain in it. Like, I I've made some jokes about Suicide Squad. But it's got Joker and Harley in it, so I'm in. Despite, you know, Slipknot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to see that fucking Fantastic Four movie. I'm just not going to do it. Right. I'm not. But yeah. I'll go see Suicide Squad. I, I have to see it for myself. Yes. I got I got to see it. I don't know. I might see it. I might not. I think for a lot of people, Batman vs. Superman will decide whether they keep seeing these DC movies. Yeah. Because if Batman and Superman is good, if people dig it, you kind of have to. You're you're committed now. Like, I, I, I don't know if I should go see Batman Superman. Because I feel like I might be going to see it just so I can, uh, so I can be mad at it. <laughs> and I don't want to be that person. Here's the thing, Kelly. It's got Batman in it. Yeah. 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 It does. Batman's but... in it. That's the thing. Hold me out. It's got. It's got Ben Affleck. Yeah. It's got as Ben Batman. Affleck as Batman. That's the lone thing that 
would get me to see like, this movie. Man, that's that's a winning idea right there. But that trailer already got me all fired up. Yeah. You mean the one where Superman's the bad guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it, I might go see it and I might enjoy it. Or I might go see it and just come back with the hottest of hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking like... it's the second option. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's good or bad, I feel like it's a cultural touchstone for our people, and and one way or another, we got to see it. Yeah. People saw those you... got people saw four of those goddamn Transformers movies. <laughs> we could go see <laughs> Superman fight Batman for a movie. Uh, I'm gonna be walking out of the theater knocking stuff off of counters with my hate boner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I knocked you over the salt. Oops, but I walked like, into an arcade machine and I won this claw game thing. You know, they've only done they only have one movie in their movie universe so far. You guys didn't like it? Nope. Uh nope. we you guys aren't super you know optimistic about Batman vs. Superman, but that's the nope. world we live in. If you would have told two things, okay? If you would have told sixteen year old me, hey man, in your lifetime you're going to get to see a fucking Avengers movie. <laughs> and you're going to see a fucking Ant-Man movie. They're going to make a shitload of Spider-Man movies. I'd be like, really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're going to make a movie with the word Batman in the name of it that you're not going to want to see that much. <laughs> I would spit in your goddamn face. <laughs> see, you're going to tell me that and I'll be like, wait, 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 back up. Ant-Man? <laughs> but I think what? Y- you gotta at least give them the chance of messing up Batman vs Superman before you write it off. Before you write they, off yeah. the universe, don't uh, they clearly don't get Superman? Because no, they if, don't. If you don't like Batman vs Superman, you're not gonna like any of these other DC movies. And, and I will agree with you that you won't like it. And and I respect your decision. You're not gonna like a Justice League movie. If you don't like Batman versus Superman, <laughs> like that's, no, that's not gonna happen. Easy to say. No, that's that's easy to say. Yeah, you're not yeah. gonna like a Suicide Squad movie if you don't like this Batman versus Superman movie. Oh, even if I fucking walk out, if that Superman Batman movie blows me, <laughs> I still might not enjoy that Suicide Squad. It <laughs> <laughs> fucking takes that shit to the 4D experience on Batman Superman. No matter. I mean. But because you gotta you, you gotta see Wonder Woman though, or else you're a dick. <laughs> I want to see Wonder Woman. Like, I mean, that's tough because who are they gonna get to do it? I would, man. Mm. They already got uh, the, uh, the chick that got fired from Thor two. Did they? Okay, that's still a thing. Yeah. Okay. Man, nobody better punch her in that movie. It'd be bad times. The director? No, Wonder Woman. Like, if they oh, the Wonder Woman punch, like if she gets in danger, holy shit. <laughs> They just walk through and just wreck shit on every bad guy. <laughs> Untouchable. I was going to say, I hope no one punches the director. <laughs> That'd be bad. She's gone to the set of Suicide Squad. <laughs> they haven't earned the Suicide Squad, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Marvel earned our goodwill before they said Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> uh, what about, can we, can we, let's just call it Harley Quinn the movie. Pretty much. See, they haven't earned that either. 
No. <laughs> Not in that <laughs> world. <laughs> to There's be fair, steps. to be fair, they haven't earned Batman versus Superman. No, they <laughs> haven't. <laughs> this should be a Batman movie first. Yeah. Bare minimum. <laughs> this is like King Kong versus Godzilla, where there is never a King Kong movie. <laughs> never. <laughs> we should talk about comics. We should talk about comics. The problem with comic books is the ink comes off on your hands. Every time you turn the page, you have to wash your hands. All right. So the aforementioned Captain Marvel 15, delightful. Lovely comic book. Really, really well done. It's not delightful. It's very sad, but it's very, very well done. Um, let's see. Fucking, uh, what is it? Um, Silk, man. It's one of those. Silk is really good. Silk is really, really good. Like, really, really good. Uh, but I, I guarantee I but next month is going to fucking, there is only Secret Wars it. And it's gonna be, it's gonna fucking throw it off, man. But like, Silk is really, really good. It looks uh, this. Uh, it's a new artist in this one. What's her name? Uh, Anna Anna Paula Martello did the art in this one. Robbie Thompson still writing it. Fucking cool. Really cool. That's uh, Spider-Man brought in the Fantastic Four to kind of help out and see what's going on. You know, why her powers are bugging out on her? And it's all just mental shit. It's, just, it's fine. She's working through some shit. She's been through the ringer. That's neat. You know, stuff going on for it. Not just punching bad guys. It's good. It's cool. Um, Are we slow jamming the uh, comic? We're, we're just just listening to a little bit of Silk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Silk's really good, you guys. <laughs> uh, uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine, which I never read those books growing up. I don't know shit about twenty ninety nine, but I liked it when he showed up in uh, Superior Spider Man. So I read this one, and it's been really fucking cool. Like really neat. Like it makes me want to kind of, you know, look in, look more into those twenty ninety nine books. But this one does end with a big ass. There's only Secret Wars, and I may never see this again. But to be fair, at least this one, um, he did a few issues ago try to go back to twenty ninety nine, and end up in some crazy world where like Maestro Hulk is running around. So like between this book and the Hulk book, they have at least been laying some foundation for Maestro. So like. That will not be completely out of left field, and I appreciate that because that's how a shared universe works. Um, Saga 28, very quiet, but excellent as always. And then uh, Howard the Duck, laugh out loud funny. Oh, the, he, Chip Zdarsky is writing my favorite Spider-Man comics right now. Yes, absolutely. But, uh, he said something on Twitter about what his Spider-Man book would be called, and I don't remember what it was, but it cracked me the hell up. So damn good. Somebody made a comment on Twitter about how about reading Howard the Duck with Howard's voice being H. John Benjamin's, and it ruined me. Yeah, that's really fitting. It's really, really fitting. Um, it's just it's just goddamn funny. It's really good. And then before we move on to the uh, Secret Wars, oh, I'm putting on my oven mitts. Before we put it on there, um, I read uh, issue two and three of Chrononauts. That's a good book. I missed issue it's two. Really fun. Issue three came out. We read about both. It is so much fun. So much fun. So we, I think we talked about issue one when it came out. Basically, they you know devised time travel and they you know want to televise time travel. You know, so we're gonna put a cameras on these guys. We're gonna go through time. We're gonna walk back into the world. And so at the end of the first issue, one of the guys goes to rescue the other one. Ends up like in 
Sam Karin in 1501 with guys with horses and bow and arrows on one side and dudes with fucking panzer tanks on the other side. You know, dude, you know, escapes with his life. Fucking they take him back to the, the, their kingdom where his buddy, who has been lost in the time stream, is now their king. He's been waiting for him for like four years. You know, 15 minutes for his buddy, but four years for him. He fixed his suit pretty quickly and was just waiting on him to come find him. And like instead of going home, he's just been playing around in the timeline for like four years. So like he's concurrent at the same time, you know, for him, he's like an Egyptian pharaoh and like a record mogul. And he fucking kicks Morrissey out of his own band. And he's <laughs> he's like dating Lucky Luciano's girlfriend in the Roaring Twenties and shit. Like it's crazy. And he's like, hey, this fucking don't go home. Just let's just do this. Let's just hang out and be awesome. And so they do. And it's really damn funny. Like they go to film Jesus' birth and bring him a crucifix as a present. <laughs> good times. It's a good time. Mark Miller's back. That makes me very happy. That Morrissey bit made me laugh so hard when I read that. It's good shit, man. It's fun times. It's fun comics. Between this and Starlight, I feel like Morrison's got a got his groove back. He's very like Stella in that way. Good stuff. And then Secret Wars happened. Like I said, I got my oven mitts on. I'm ready for these hot takes. <laughs> and now Secret Wars, at the very least, has Doom in a godlike position of power, which was a plot point from the original Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. That was a thing that that, that so you know, we're we're kind of we're calling back there. But it's Doom serving as a god king. With a fleet of Thors as his personal royal guard enforcers. And Strange presides over like inter-realm quarrels and like in the courts and shit while Doom watches. And so like Mr. Sinister and one of the fucking Captain Marvel Braddock guys are having some kind of a fucking dispute about something. For like 19 pages. <laughs> this is really, really strange. It's pretty much Doctor Doom remade the world. And he's like, hey, you know what? I like Game of Thrones. I'm going to make my Game of Thrones fan fiction starring Doctor Doom. That's kind of it. And That's- it's like the parts of uh, Game of Thrones that I actually enjoyed. So I'm pretty okay with it. No, that's, that's, that's surprisingly accurate. Uh, and this, this issue cemented for me that I'm pretty sure Asad Ribic just thinks Dr. Doom's face is metal. Yeah, there was a couple panels where he drew him, like, no face changing, but then there were some panels where it's like Doom's mouth is clearly moving when he's talking. And that's not <laughs> a thing. No. <laughs> And it looks it's, really silly. It's static images, Isad Ribic. You don't have to make his <laughs> mouth move. Well, like, like, you know, there's a panel I'm looking at right now where, you know, Doom is talking to Sue Storm, and, like, his mouth is wide open. Yeah. Like, on the mask. Like, it's just wide the fuck open. And you can't say it's because, oh, God Doom has a metal face. He did the same shit in the last issue, of, uh, you know, before that, too. Like, before he was God Doom. But while all this shit's happening, the Powers kids, like uh, like the Power Pack kids that have been the Future Foundation, 
find a ship where Thanos and his cabal are on it. And so they get let loose and the shit's going to get real. But, you know, not before we see the newest Thor throw the Captain Marvel guy over the wall. And on the other side of that wall is where the Marvel zombie land is and the Age of Ultron land is, which is just a bunch of Ultrons. And, like, the Annihilation Wave has a migration pattern of sorts. It's like, why are they there? If I'm, if I'm, you know, doomed, I'm remaking my fucking, you know, crazy god world, like, you can pick any one of those things as a place where you throw the guys that, you know, you want to fucking kill. It's, it's very strange. It's more of his Game of Thrones stuff. It, yeah. And Brevort has said that this battle world, as it were, uh, is not necessarily going to go away once Secret Wars is over. And that is makes my brain want to bleed. Now, all this so said, I didn't necessarily dislike this issue. Yeah, actually, I liked this issue. It's very, very strange. Oh, yeah. I think why I liked this issue is because it made sense for these characters to act out of character instead <laughs> of how they were in Avengers when they just acted out of character for no goddamn reason. You may be honest something there. <laughs> and, like, it was... Again, like I said, it had all the parts of Game of Thrones that I actually enjoyed, and I recognized all of the characters, so I knew who was who. And then it's going to lead into a bunch of weird, crazy-ass miniseries. So what's it's, not to like? Ah, it's just still, it's, it's making a bunch of weird leaps. Oh, yeah. No, for, for sure. For the sake of making the leaps and yeah. expecting us to kind of play catch-up. And, and that's kind of shit that always bugs me. Well, that's like, just Jonathan Hickman comics. Yeah, yeah. But it's Jonathan Hickman comics, and he's breaking everything else. Mm-hmm. That's what bugs me about. It. Like if this is just a, like a like a mini series, or just like you know, an arc of a Hitman book. It'd be one thing, but he, they they could they could break it all. It's like I said, you you just saw this happen with convergence. Yeah, like you know, they broke it enough for people to decide they don't want to come back. I still think I would have probably enjoyed this a lot more if this wasn't. Either if this wasn't Marvel characters or it was just shipped off in its own weird little thing and it was Avengers the End or something. Yeah, but instead they're 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 shutting everything down for this nonsense. Yeah. I didn't dislike this issue, but no, still I'm, having I'm a hard time more... wrapping my head around the concept. Yeah, I'm much more pro Secret Wars than I was last week. But this is one of those things, kinda like when they did the new fifty two and you know, like when they did the, the, the Spider-Man One More Day thing or whatever, where it's like, it's tough for me. Because, like, Jonathan Hitman could say he has this idea, right? Like, I, I want to do the Secret Wars thing. I have an idea. This is what I want to do. He can have an idea. But then, like, a whole lot of other people have to like that idea. <laughs> like, green light that idea. <laughs> To enforce this across their entire publishing line, like this should happen by committee, like like a group of people, like the t most talented people in this fucking industry, like this is the one, this is the fucking move, and that really puzzles me. 
because I don't see how like anybody doesn't you know he he throws his pitch at me you go go home Jonathan you're drunk yeah you're, you're fucking up our shit I'm like what is the what's the sign out front of this door say does it say DC Comics no go fuck yourself we want people to read our Avengers comics yeah I, it's it's weird it's very weird that this is I I don't know how this got off the ground <laughs> yeah I'm not really sure either. And that's, I mean, it's, it, maybe it's too early to judge it, but just on a fundamental level, like, how the hell does this get made? Because it's really risky and not in a good way. Yeah, no, this is a giant risk. And it's, for a giant event, it's a very, very strange event. Like, I don't think you could hand a Secret Wars to someone that's not really keeping up with Marvel and say, here, read this. This no, is. I am cool. keep up with Marvel, and I can barely fucking understand what the hell Yeah, I. It's not something you can just. Because, like, Original Sin, I think you could give that to someone and they would be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, hey, these are the players. This was going on. In case you don't know, this is what a watcher is. I think you could do the same with Axis, too. Sure. But this is just... They're both pretty bad. Yeah. But you could just give them to someone, and that's kind of what an event should be. And this, like, you're going to have a whole bunch of shit spinning out of it, like A-Force. That's going to be an ongoing series, it seems, and it's going to start in this weird-ass thing. And I would like for A-Force to be really good. Yeah, and from what I've heard, it's pretty tied to the main book. Like, from the initial reviews that are coming out of it. And that's the problem. Like, it's really hard. I keep saying it, but like it's really hard to wrap my head around what is and isn't going to be important yeah. going forward. Especially if they're going to do this fucking eight-month jump thing, man. It's, yeah. I don't care for it. Yeah, that's one thing I found interesting in the solicits for these Secret Wars books, is that for a good chunk of them... It doesn't say that they're miniseries. That's true. Yeah. So that implies that there's that leaves open for a bunch of these co- to continue after Secret Wars. But in the back of Secret Wars, it shows like the last day's books, which like the Magneto last day's book came out today, and it was just Magneto saying he's going to stop the incursion when we goddamn know he doesn't. That's a <laughs> dumb thing to put in a book. It's stupid. And it lists like half this two-page spread, like half is like, "Hey, witness the seeds of the Marvel universe as they grow from these books." And it's like, you know, the Infinity Gauntlet number one and twenty ninety-nine, Old Man Logan. People keep saying Old Man Logan is going to be a big one. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And Spider Verse and Inferno, fucking Inferno, guys! It's an eighties X-Men event. I'm pretty sure there's an Extinction Agenda book, too. Fuck you! <laughs> that is ridiculous! And then there's this Battle World book where I think goddamn Captain America's fighting a guy on the front of it. It's weird, man. It's weird. It's weird stuff. All I know is Planet Hulk is out tomorrow, and I'm super psyched about that one. Because Captain America and Devil Dinosaur are going to fight their way out of the gladiator pits. <laughs> and in the preview in the preview I read of that one, the Red King is arcade. Oh my god. I was just saying that I want to see Hulk fight a dinosaur. And there you go. <laughs> yep, Captain America and his steed, Devil Dinosaur. 
But now it's Steve Rogers, right? Yes. Now it makes any goddamn sense. In the confines of the other books around it, makes no goddamn sense. Well, it seems like every like chunk of land in Battle World has all of the characters. Yeah. Because you gotta you gotta have duplicates because like you know, there's there's X Men ninety two, which has all the X Men, but those X Men yeah. show up elsewhere, so And it seems like most of the like lands outside of the Barons don't communicate. So I don't think like Captain America knows there's other Captain Americas around the battle world. True. Now here's the thing about it. at the very least the, you know the conversation we're having now they are interesting questions. So there's definitely some meat on the bone to be kind of cool. So, like I'm are, are, Lee, are, I haven't asked you about this. Are you excited about Modoc Assassin? <laughs> I mean <laughs> he'll buy a book with Modoc on the cover. I mean, I'm not going to not read it. <laughs> <laughs> but it also questioned its legitimacy as being a seed of the new Marvel Universe. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Know. I don't know. That that could that could be. I mean, he Modok had a pretty big role in Secret Avengers. Boy howdy, was that a good book? I showed. <laughs> I was at work reading the last issue of Secret Avengers, and I said, "Oh my god, this is my favorite." page or any comic book I've ever written <laughs> and it's Modoc doing the dishes in an apron with a monkey pal and looks out in the front yard and sees something he doesn't like and so he grabs a sawed off shotgun and walks out to his front porch <laughs> <laughs> with no context that's the greatest comic book page ever drawn <laughs> <laughs> what, what else you got Kelly um not much you pretty much named off everything I read um I'll say I read the I picked it up at C2E2. I read the trade of the Howard Chaykin Buck Rogers comic. And Chaykin that was Buck actually fucking really, man. really good. That seems like a thing he should do. Yeah, like that was probably his best writing work in a couple of years. And he needs to get a new colorist. I fucking hate his colorist. Yeah, it's like he tries to like just use like predetermined paint fills or something. Yeah, and like in the like extras in the book they had pinups by someone else with the same colorist and it looks super shitty and they show the pencils that the guy did too and it looks fine and you throw the color on and it just looks awful i don't know why like chicken only works with this one dude and this dude i don't think he colors anyone else because he's garbage yeah i, I you're you're not wrong because <laughs> like i love Chicken's art and satellite Sam because it's black and white. Looks as great as it always did until he's got this new guy doing his colors. Fucked it all up. He's been fucking it up for quite some time. He's been fucking it up for a while. Because <laughs> I'm trying to think the first time I saw him with that colorist was probably that Blade book that came out right after Civil War. And there was that Iron Fist annual, too. Yeah. Right around that period, then. That's all right around Civil War. Man, remember that Blade book? Remember the Chuck yeah. Blade a thing for a minute? <laughs> X-Men fought vampires for like six months. That was a thing. Oh, God, that's right. Yeah. Remember when they had the cra- the weird Dracula? 
Yeah. That was like that had white hair and was like the size of the Hulk. Yeah, and isn't that when Jubilee became a vampire? Yeah. When uh, they basically wrote like, you know, the X-Men into a Castlevania game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember reading it they're like, "Hey, you have to go get Blades like you got to go get Dracula's heart and his bones and his skull." I'm like, "You're describing Castlevania." <laughs> That's exactly what you do in Castlevania, you fucks. Ridiculous. What about you, Nas? You did some reading today. I read 12 Ninja Turtles comics today. I said 11 on Twitter, but I realized it was actually 12. That is not a bad way to spend the day. I'm very happy for you. From issue 34 to issue 45. So I am all caught up on the ongoing Ninja Turtles book. Let me me just touch on some of the awesome moments in these 12 books that I read. Uh, The debut of Metalhead. The debut of Angel as Nobody, the debut of the Mutanimals, fucking Slash becoming smart, Shredder (laughs) versus Krang on a boat, and Shredder's new mutant henchman Bludgeon, the fucking Hammerhead Shark. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Lee, you said you completely don't remember the Rat King issue. I spaced on the Rat King. You you still don't remember it? You must not have read it, because... Uh, Rat King is Kitsune's brother, and uh, fucking no shit, really. Splinter and uh, Leonardo are just walking along in the sewer, and Rat King fucking projects into their brains, and and he he's like a he's kind of like a scarecrow type character in this book, but he looks like a cross. He looks like uh, the butler from Rocky Horror Picture Show. The, the fucking hunchback oh, with the with, this is, with the skull. What issue is this? I think this was thirty four. Was it? Oh man, it's so cool. And Rat King gets in uh, Splinter's mind, and uh, Leonardo goes back to being evil, evil Leonardo in Splinter's mind. Then uh, he gets inside Leonardo's mind, and fucking Splinter's like two stories tall and trying to attack him. Uh shit, let's see. I and 36, issue 36 of the Ninja Turtles comic. Shit, I'm missing that one. And it's straight a, the fuck up. I don't have it. It's a it's pretty much a standalone story as they're kind of ramping up to the whole attack on the Technodrome and it's so cool. 37. <laughs> yeah, so like you don't really you didn't really notice it because it's it's not it doesn't advance the the plot much. Interesting. That's cool though. Good for, that's a neat way to and, do it. And he's fucking Kitsune's brother, and he's just talking shit about Kitsune the entire time too. And uh, he he covers them in rats at one point. Oh, I, like the whole issue. I loved it. I loved this version of the Rat King. I love the Rat King. All versions of the Rat King. For whatever reason, the Rat King just does it for me, man. Uh. Uh, Bebop and Rocksteady uh, come up on the mutant like uh, Pigeon Pete recruits Bebop and Rocksteady, huh, yeah. and they beat the fuck out of the turtles and the mutanimals. Uh, Donatello sends uh, Metalhead into the Foot Clan headquarters to make a deal with the Shredder. That's fucking cool. And then, yeah. obviously, the whole uh, Donatello getting his goddamn shell cracked. And then getting his consciousness 
put into Metalhead. So Dantel's not dead, y'all. He's just in Metalhead for now. Yeah, that's 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 a lot going on in a day's work. It man. was it it was a fucking roller coaster of emotions today. <laughs> and uh, we talked about I think last week or the week before you said that Mateus Santaluco is back. Yeah, but I tell you what, uh, Corey Smith, who's uh, buddies with Champ, he. He did a lot of that arc for a lot of yeah, these issues that really I read. Yeah, it's really good, too. And it's damn close to the Mateus Santoloco uh, style. I like the way he draws Splinter. Yeah. I really like his Splinter. That fucking bludgeon, the hammerhead shark, just fucking comes out of the water. No intro or nothing. Him and Koya, the, the big hawk, just show up on Krang's boat. And this fucking giant street shark just starts beating up on, uh, you know, Dimension X soldiers. So now I have to go back and read Turtles in Time and the uh, however many issues of the Mighty Mutant Animals they have out now. You can skip Turtles in Time. I would read the Ghostbusters mini instead. Oh, no, I read that. I read the Ghostbusters. Okay, Ghostbusters mini is a lot of fun. And they reference that in in, because they use the dimensional porthole in in the issues that I read today, you know, in order to Turtles get in to time really didn't do a whole lot of anything. I'll still read it. Cause it got dinosaurs in it, man. It does. It does. Have, it does got dinosaurs <laughs> in it. It's got dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaur. Uh, we watched uh, one or two episodes of turtles this weekend, the Muckman episode. And then, uh, the episode where they, uh, uh, debut hun, who is essentially evil. Bruce Lee. Okay, so they did debut Hun. Yeah. Okay, they called him by name. Like, Casey talked about, like, he recognized him. No, they called him Hun a bunch of times. Yeah, but he called him Hun like I was supposed to know who the fuck he was, unless maybe I missed an episode somewhere. Oh, wait, no, because I saw him in the one with Mondo Gecko, so I must have missed one somewhere. Well, there was a whole episode where Casey Jones kind of went off on his own, and that's the episode oh, that Oh, yeah, Hun no, debuted. I see that one. Let me fix that. Nice. Did you watch the video of Kevin Owens debuting on uh, Raw? I saw it live, actually. Uh, oh, wow. Fucking the past couple of weeks, you know, we've had really nothing to do on Monday nights. So 8 o'clock rolls around and I'll turn it on wrestling. And Mary just looks at me and she goes, I thought we were done with this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like, it's free. If you have something else you would rather watch or do, let's do it. But if we got nothing else going on, I'm just going to leave it on and watch it and, you know, fucking look at Twitter. And, like, it it fucking kills me to say it. But that goddamn John Cena U.S. Open Challenge is the best part of Raw lately. Oh, easily. And, it's consistently the best thing every week. And he's putting on good matches with great people. And, and the interaction with Kevin Owens was great. Fucking, I, I never in a million years imagined that they'd pull the trigger on that so soon. Yeah, I never thought they'd just let Kevin Owens come in and just crush Cena. <laughs> and fucking stomp on the U.S. title. I thought he was going to yeah. flatten it. Like, I thought that he was going to lift his foot up and it wasn't going to have that curvature to it anymore. That's kind of what I thought, too. <laughs> Lee. I'm so happy for that, dude. Lee. NXT, yeah. Lee. NXT. Like, okay, tomorrow is NXT TakeOver. Live special. NXT TakeOver, it's live. 
I don't know what time it starts. I got to watch it on Thursday on Hulu anyhow. It starts at 7 because I have to miss the first hour. But we got uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn for the NXT title, which is one of the best fucking grudge feuds that the WWE has had in 10, 15 years, I'd say. No shit. Because it's been going on since 2011 on the Indies. Yeah. These guys have known each other for forever. And just some of the best wrestling and storytelling that uh, WWE has to offer these days. Raw is, you get down to it, and Raw is kind of a bummer for a majority of it. But then yeah. uh, the uh, John Cena's U.S. champion in the, for the past uh, month or two, he's been doing this U.S. Open Challenge where he goes to the ring, he says, I'm the champ, uh, somebody wants to challenge me, come out, and I'll fucking put the belt up. And for the past three weeks, it's been NXT or former NXT guys have come out to challenge him. And they've That's been cool. amazing matches where you're not sure if Cena's going to make it out alive or not. And this past week, Kevin Owens, who's the NXT champ, came out and just fucking decimated John Cena. Just That's destroyed cool. him. It is. Like, good for Cena for giving some young guys the rub. And he's been putting on some good matches. Well, they have to do that with the U.S. title because they can't do it with the world title. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Good for that. That's, that's freaking cool. And he can still keep his hold the champ is here gimmick. He just doesn't mm-hmm. have to be the champ. <laughs> now, that's cool. Yeah, I want to, now that kind of TV's slacking off a little bit, I kind of want to catch up, watch some of the NXT on the network. The, don't, don't even worry about catching up. Just, like, the, the NXT TakeOver special tomorrow is... Their uh, bi-monthly pay-per-view, essentially. Okay. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's going to be the blow-off to a lot of feuds, and, you, and you'll yeah, be able no to catch up. have packages to catch you exactly. up and shit like that. I'm sure, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you, you can be like me and watch New Japan for the best of the Super Juniors tournament and have 13 <laughs> shows to watch between uh, May 22nd and June 7th. That's a lot of wrestling. And Super though. Juniors, yeah, they're midgets, right? <laughs> No, no, but they're all the sh- they're shrinky dinks. <laughs> I just remember, didn't SmackDown have a juniors division and they were they were midgets? I think they did. I was I just assumed that they were it was midget wrestling you were watching. But no, are they like cruiserweights. <laughs> they are the junior. They have the junior heavyweights. Oh, okay. And if you want to learn more, you can read my article on panelsonpages.com dot com posted today. Take Damn your right. ass to wrestling school. <laughs> Before we go. I'm looking on Facebook on my phone, and I see a post from Bobby. <laughs> something about Darth Vader. And I look, and there's 135 comments. <laughs> and I look, I look at the featured comment. This is comment 132 of 135 from Bobby. I dated younger, and all that was down that road was some shady spots under the blooming bitch trees. <laughs> <laughs> Do I want to get in and find out what this is about, or do I want to just go on with my life? You don't have that kind of time. (laughs) Wow. Oh, man, I'm seeing these Joker set photos for the first time just now. (laughs) They are rough, you guys. They are. Well, I mean, they're bad set photos, too. But just like, I don't know, his... He doesn't look like the Joker. Dude, he's got a purple Lambo. It's like right. Bam Margera became Bam Margera became the Joker. Margot Robbie, she's a 
Not hard to look at. Come, come on, man. Like that Margot Robbie. You got you got to hold out some hope for that Suicide Squad movie. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Wow. So many comments on that post. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's wrap this up so we can go check that out. So, <laughs> good God. There's uh, Cesar Romero as Jared Leto Joker <laughs> in that comment thread. Jeebus. All right. So... That'll be that'll be the show this week, man. Fine show. We miss you, Jose. You are missed, Jose. I'm gonna set aside some time this uh, weekend, long weekend, Memorial Day. Yeehaw! Oh, that's right, it is. Let's set aside some time to recut the intro to the show this weekend. Nice. Ooh. Man, if you're uh, looking for clips for Kelly. If if you're hard up on clips for Kelly, and I know Mahoney said that he's been pulling clips. Mahoney has sent me a few emails with some clips, like okay. just in case he, <laughs> he felt it coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're looking for specific Kelly clips, I would say go back and look at shit. I'm not seeing it right <laughs> off the bat. I was gonna say go back and look for the. Uh, 3D Lucas episode. Oh my god. <laughs> Timeline oh, photos. 3D Lucas. Let's see. No. It would be uh, cover photos. Cover photos. Here we go. 3D Lucas is a natural, national treasure, man. <laughs> Who the fuck is 3D? Wait. Did I make it the pop cover photo or did I make it my cover photo? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, I think I made it my cover photo. And then around that same time, I was like, I need to get a job. I need to hide this shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But if I can find that cover photo, then I can tell you around what date the three. Here we go. Here's 3D Lucas <laughs> right there. November 5th, 2014. So, Holy shit. That was already back in November? Yeah. It's crazy. Jeez. This year's going by pretty quick, y'all. Yeah, it is. Oh, 3D Lucas, just you got a couple ladies, <laughs> bats flying in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I think 3D Lucas might have to host our our post um post Superman cosplay panel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I want to make that happen. Amazing. We need to get in the laboratory and figure out the most approvable C2E2 panel we could possibly make. Yes. You know, look at their entire panel schedule from 2015 and just pick out the buzzwords. And then just don't do any of those <laughs> things. Yeah. Well, like I mean, we if we... If we don't do any of those shit on the stage. If we don't do any of those things, they won't let us have another panel, but... That's true, that's true. You know, we need to do just enough of those things, right? Exactly, the <laughs> bare minimum. You know, oh, that's awesome. All right, watch, so that's the show. Watch this us week. throw garbage at this cosplayer. <laughs> I bet we would get an audience. <laughs> <laughs> do the shit again next week, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central at chat.panels on page.com. 
You can call us 616-951-1-POP. Leave us a message at 616-951-1767 or email us popcast at panelsonpages.com or tweet us at panelsonpages or at 3D Lucas. <laughs> hey, I'll talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. For Jason Nyes and Kelly Harris, I'm the right Reverend Lee Rodriguez. We'll talk to you guys next week. We love you. Good night and goodbye.
wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. 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 Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.